Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. I didn't know if you liked pickle enough to have a whole one wrapped around a It's not bowl. whole. You core it. You're right. You hollow true. it out, and then you shove your wiener in the pickle hole. Right. <laughs> That's kind of the way the pickle sported this year. Yeah. So I uh, want me some pickle hole. I want me some glory hole. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Rihanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. Falls <laughs> on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Friday. Football Friday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big program today. Saturday Showcase. We'll get you ready for all the big matchups. There's one tonight. The rest I'm, are tomorrow. I'm excited for the college football this weekend. I've been excited for college some football. Some good right? matchups but, this weekend. Yeah, we're going to get some, I think, a little bit clearer answers on where some teams really stand this weekend. So I'm excited about that. Saturday Showcase, 334. NFL picks in the 4 o'clock hour. Tool of the week in the 5 o'clock hour. Please do send us your Twitter tools at Man and Bone nine seven one, your chance to win fabulous prizes. We, we had some really good Would You Rather yesterday. We so did. It's up to the Tool of the Week crowd to uh, outdo the Would You Rather crowd because, in my mind, they're different people. It's not all the same listeners sending both Would You Rather's and Tool of the Week, even it's though like, it pretty much is right. But it, it, I think it's like the Would You Rather people are like, is it Thursday? Time to fire up my Would You Rather's, and then Tool of the Week people are like, nah. You think there's only there's a certain amount of people that listen the same days of the week? Where it's like, no, I'm just a Monday listener. I'm a Reaction Monday guy. There might be. I don't listen on Tuesdays. You got people that are like staggered on the schedule. And there's like, oh, Game Show Tuesday. I'm a Game Show Tuesday guy. (laughs) I only listen on Tuesdays. There might be people, though, who have like an appointment every week at a certain time and they have to get in their car and drive somewhere. Or maybe you always take your kid to practice at some time, like at 4.30 on a certain day. So that day you're hearing us only on that time. I don't know when you listen, but... Whatever, I think the Tool of the Week people got to bring it today. That's what I'm trying to say. I was uh, I was in a store this morning, and I had somebody come up to me and say, Hey, I just want to let you know I listen to the show every single day. Mm. Every single day, I don't miss it. And I've been listening for a long time. But you have to level with me. You telling that Muggsy's Leaper story yesterday, mm-hmm. that was just for show, right? That was just a radio story. No. I, yes. No. And that that's how astonishing I guess that story is that even the hardcore people It's one of the most shocking stories I've ever heard you tell. The hardcore listeners who know that I lie. <laughs> they expected that to be a lie because it was so stupid. Oh but yeah. But no, that that story is 100% true. And I well, still have to see that woman on occasion. Yesterday, I had an appearance at Muggsy's. That's why that whole thing came up out on uh, the or the west side out in Hilliard Rome area out there. And was over there, had people come up to me and they're like, 
there's there's no way that was true. And I'm yes, like, I, as far true. as I have ever known of Mike, there are times where I hear a story and I'm like, was that a little over the top? You're like, ah, I might have, I might have leaned on it a little bit. And it's like, okay, I get it. But that one, you right as soon as we got off the air, I gave you the look, and you were like, hundred percent true, hundred percent true, hundred yeah, percent true. What you said. If you have no idea what we're talking about, please do go back, listen to the podcast wherever you get your audio. Just search Common Man and T Or you will be getting a special edition of. Man and Bone, the weekend edition. Oh, that's right. The best of. You can subscribe. It'll, it'll drop on it'll your drop phone tomorrow. There, and it's a little more condensed, so you don't have to search through like an entire episode. You can just listen to that tomorrow when that comes out. Because we're not airing Common Man and T-Bone weekend tomorrow because we have football programming, but a special version will pop in your phone just for podcast listeners. Anyway, that story will be on like two different places on the same podcast feed. So if you subscribe to our podcast, just find Man and Bone wherever you get podcasts. You'll be here. You'll be sure to hear... About Muggsy's Leaper. Football last night. Bengals beat the Jags last night. It was a tale of two halves. First half, terrible. Mm -hmm. If you're a Bengal fan. Second half, what we expected to see. Urban drinking poison today. (laughs) He's... I saw a lot of the Michigan State Big Ten Championship golf cart memes coming out after that one. Because it... Listen, with Urban Meyer... And we'll get to what the Bengals did right in a second. But with Urban... We knew going into this season, I think you, me, most reasonable NFL fans looked at this and said, rookie coach, rookie quarterback, terrible franchise, terrible team, terrible roster, the whole deal. This is going to take a couple years to get to a place where it's going to be a playoff team. I did not think Urban would come in and just magically will everybody into being better players. And that's not a knock on him. That's just the way the NFL works. It's really hard to do that. You have to build this whole thing up. But I'll bet you that Urban deep down inside thought we're not going to lose like four in a row. Sure, we may not make the playoffs. We may not be 500, but we're going to surprise some people at how good we're going to be. And that one he knew last night watching the first half, he could taste it on that fourth and one at the goal line. He thought we score here. I'm going to get my first NFL victory on the road in Cincinnati, a town that means a lot to him. And all that slipped through his fingers. Well, and if you they, can tell if they it was, do score there, it's how frustrated he they was. They probably do. Oh, I think so. They I go think that was 21 points in that game. game. As good as the Bengals played in the second half, that's a tough ask. I, got, I don't care who the hell you are coming back from a 21 point deficit. Going in a halftime, too. Yes. To have all that's that hanging over ask. you in front of your who Your fans, rightfully so, probably boo you off the field after that half. If they would. I mean, they, they did were, boo him off they, the field. Right. They did. But, and good for them. Right. But I'm saying they boo you off the field, and you're down three touchdowns at home. It's real difficult to come back from that. I don't care who's in that locker room. That stop, I think, was the not the ultimate difference in the game, but it changed the way that game was going to go. Before we talk about the minutia of that game, going back to Urban for a second, I fully, I fully uh, grasp. That's not the right term. Okay. Let's start over. Understand. What do you mean? Understand, grasp, same I'm, thing. I'm resetting my own system okay, right let's, now. Please, let's, please wait a second as you, I reset my you system. process this? You fully take it in? What are we trying to get at here? Let's just say I believe you about believe. that. All right, you believe. I believe Urban when he says, I knew this would be a process. Okay. But telling yourself this is the way it's going to be and actually living it are two different things. Like the time that I said I think I could talk to Mike Florio once a week. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Where our bosses came yes. to us and said, hey, um, 
the show that Mike Florio used to be on on the station can't have him on anymore. Would you like to have him on for a week? And even though I hate Mike Florio with the white hot intensity of a thousand suns, I was trying to be a good guy. I was trying to be a team player, and I talked myself into it saying, I know it's not going to be great, but I can deal with it once a week. And then I got into it, and I said I would rather quit my job than talk to Mike Florio once a week. I think that's where Urban is now. Urban told himself this was going to be a process. I know I'm going to go through tough stretches, but now that he's he's in this 0-4 funk, where last night they essentially played themselves a pretty damn good football game. They didn't turn the football over, they didn't beat themselves, and yet they still came out on the losing end of that game. He was at a complete and total loss. If you listen to his post-game press conference, he was at a loss last night. He said his locker room was devastated. He said, i got to find a way to get these guys back Mm -hmm. and get them ready to play next week. That's how devastated that team was after losing that game. Well, I think the thing that most people could relate to, even if you've never talk to Mike Florio or coach an NFL team, at least for me, I think an easy comparison is if you've ever been on a diet and you're like, all right, Monday's the diet. And you're like, now I know going to this diet, I've done it before. It gets tough, but this time I'm going to actually eat the carrots and the grilled chicken, and the broccoli. I'm going to do it. You commit to it. And then you find yourself on like a Saturday night eating a pizza on a golf cart, looking miserable because you're like, I can't do this. I didn't realize it was going to be this tough. I thought I would be able to do this. And a weekend, you've already given up. Like, I think Urban, the sad reality is he's like, I'm going to eat a lot of beets and asparagus, and it's going to suck for the next six months. And I don't even know if I'm going to lose the weight. Like, I think Urban is now feeling the full weight of this decision, and it's hitting him that, yes, I knew it would be not easy, but I thought it would be a lot easier than this, and it's not. And I... I don't know what that means for him, but he seems very concerned. That's what I would say. Urban seems concerned. Let's talk about the uh, the game. First half, not a pretty half for the Bengals. First half, we saw why your head coach is dumb. And just because you're 3-1 and one doesn't mean your head coach isn't dumb. Second half, you saw that you have a difference-making quarterback, mm-hmm. if he's allowed to be. Right? I mean, you let him start throwing the ball downfield. You let him start taking advantage of what the defense is giving him. All of a sudden, your offensive line starts moving guys off the ball. You're able to run the football with Joe Mixon. What's his deal, by the way? Did they say sprained ankle? I haven't seen. I'm not sure. Hopefully, he's not dead for the entire year like he was last year with his foot. But that second half was night and day. And bravo to those Bengal fans who showed up last night. That crowd was white hot and ready to go. And when their team came out in the first half and laid an egg, they let them have it. And I applaud that. I know there's going to be some blue hairs out there and people say, that's not nice to boo your team. They went out there and at halftime they were embarrassed with themselves. And yes, you can say they would have been embarrassed with themselves either way because they look at the scoreboard. That's fine. Maybe they would have went out and had the same second half. They were embarrassed in that first half, and the crowd let them know it. They knew they had to come out in the second half and do something else. Well, here's what we can definitely take away from that for all these people who say, booing your team is not going to get, it's not going to help. It's not going to let them win the game. And it's like, well, I'm not saying it turns There's no way around. to convince those people otherwise. I know, though. but it's like they did get booed in that game, and they found a way to win. Not because of the booing. I'm just saying they're professional athletes. They're not going to... 
They're not going to go into a shell and cry and not be able to get the job done all because some people said, we're mad that this game is going the way it is. I would think all the players on the field were mad about it, too. You don't think the message at halftime was, guys, we're playing a winless team on national television and we're getting booed out of our own stadium walking in this tunnel. (laughs) You don't think that was the message? Of course it was. I I don't know what Zach Taylor's motivational tactics are, but I would assume... You go into that locker room and you break a chalkboard or something. Zach like you're Taylor just, doesn't have motivational tactics. Okay. Someone who is the leader of that team probably had to do the equivalent of John Cooper breaking a chalkboard against Michigan, right? Somebody had some fire in there. Now, if you want to take my guess as to who that is, I'm going to say it was Joe Burrow because Andrew Siciliano tweeted this out. It was you know all over the place on NFL Network. He, uh, Joe Burrow said after the game, I knew they weren't going to be able to stop us. I told Zach, put me in empty meaning like an empty five wide outs, spread the field. We can beat this team if I can do that. That's what they did on the final drive. What else did they do on the final drive? He audibled into a play that got them the final yardage necessary to have a NFL chip-in field goal, right? I mean, that was about as that easy was as it's going to get. Yeah, right. And that's how they won the game. That's on Joe Burrow. How many? That's the second time this year we have heard, by the way, the second-year quarterback of the Bengals going to a different play and then making it work to help them get a win. Yeah. So I'm not just saying Joe Burrow for comeback player of the year early on. He's got to be the leader in the clubhouse for coach of the year at this point. Let's go. This player Fire coach, Zach Taylor and make him the player coach. Why not? At this point, the man could run for the mayor of Cincinnati and he'd have no problem winning it. Joe Burrow is legit. And it's, it's going to be real interesting to watch how he progresses, but... I know it was the Jags. I know it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's not the easiest. So uh, who cares? It's like the, you're playing one of the, the easiest Bengals, teams to win against. The Bengals but. are learning how to win too. Yes. All right. I mean, let's face facts here. Best case scenario, this is a team that is competing for a playoff spot this year. The Bengals are not the Browns. Sure. If, sure. The, if the Browns had that first half against the Jags and narrowly escaped defeat against that team, then we're having a different conversation today. Yeah. The expectations are not the same. I think they I will think, be down the road, hopefully. Yeah, but you don't get there without pulling off some w- victories like that. Yes. You have to be able to show in the face of adversity, even though it was at home, even though it was against the team. It's, you know, the coaching staff has not won an NFL game as currently constructed. It's still something to show yourselves. Yes, we thought we were better than the Jags, and we found a way, while we didn't have our best game, we found a way to come back and get it done. Buckeyes and Rutgers tomorrow. We'll talk about it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of I-71 northbound at East Broad Street. Traffic is bumper to bumper from I-70 in this area. Plan about a 10-minute slowdown as they try to get the roadway clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe, Safe Auto. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Like a sports drink. But for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes, back to Man and Bone. Join Timmy Hall and Tyvis Powell tonight under the lights for the fans' high school football game of the week. Coverage of this week's matchup, Marysville at Dublin Jerome, starts tonight at 6.30 on the fan. Catch highlights and scores from high school football games around central Ohio on 1st and 10 tonight at 11.15 on 10TV.
Timmy Hall. Beautiful. On the call tonight. That's always a good time. Mmm, doggies. I hope he shaved his neck. Oh, did he have a lot of them? He did have a lot of neck beard. Well, on. I mean, he shaves just the lip sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, he, you're going out in a professional capacity to do play by play. I think he'll. You got to give yourself a once over. He'll class it up. He'll be ready to go. Buckeye's getting ready for Rutgers tomorrow. It is Football Friday, sponsored by Tansky Sawmill Toyota. Kick is at 3.30 here on The Fan. What time's our coverage start? 10? 10 a.m.? Sounds about right. Absolutely. I don't I don't <laughs> hear confidence coming from your voice. Ted, whenever you say absolutely, I now am like, there's no way that's true. Yeah, because it's at 10. The next show, whatever that's called, is at uh, noon. And then the network, which is the most important thing, it starts at uh, 2. Yeah, two and then three thirties kick. All right, because anyway, I take over at two, so that's why it's important. Yeah, that's I why. see. That's the most. Yeah, if you ever wondered why the broadcast sounds so good, the game broadcast, it's because Panama Ted is Ted running, is running everything. Yeah. That's right. I've done it for like fifty years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good that's, job, Ted. That's his baby. That's right. Don't touch it. And if it's terrible, it's well, also Ted's fault. That's probably Skip Ted's Mossick's fault. fault if it's right. terrible. <laughs> or Colin, evil bald Colin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. All right, Rutgers tomorrow. Um, Rutgers gave Michigan a game last week. C.J. Stroud, according to Ryan Day, had a good day of pra- a good week of practice, and he's feeling much better. So he will start tomorrow. It's going to be his game. What do you expect to see, Boner? I expect to see this this team look much more confident. I expect. I'm not saying that they will have instantly everything fixed, but you needed this team to get out against Akron and show that. Yeah, we're we know we're better than some of these teams we're playing. We know we're better than most of these teams we're playing. We need to actually show up for once and see it. Now, Akron is terrible. They are not on the same level as Rutgers. They're not going to be on the level of most of the teams Buckeyes play. In fact, all the teams Buckeyes play the rest of the way out going to be better than Akron. But it's good that Ohio State got that confidence level. So I think now you're going to see a team go out this weekend. You are going to see C.J. Stroud play more like the quarterback he's capable of being. I do believe there was an injury factor there. I'm I'm still concerned about some of the throws I've seen from him, but if the injury's right, I think he'll he'll be more confident. And I think the coaching staff for the last 2 weeks has been telling him, "You're the guy. You know you're the guy. Just go out and do it because you have the ability to." But I think you are going to see this Ohio State team play with more confidence tomorrow than they have the last couple weeks. I I'm hoping to see a swagger and yeah i mean it's like oh you beat akron good for you it's it's more than that sometimes you have to see it to believe you can do it and they look at that scoreboard last week and said they could say we all we dominated that game aside from the opening drive where akron went right down and scored a touchdown they dominated that game both yeah. offensively and defensively i think they're going to feed off the road energy too i do you know you can say well going in front of 100,000 people your laugh here. Well, you that, know, th- that's that should get everybody up to play that game. But there's some expectations that go with that, too. All of a sudden now you're going on the road. You're facing a hostile environment that galvanizes a team. And I think it's going to help this young team. Yeah, I think so. Now, the challenge for them offensively going up against this Rutgers defense. I don't want to make too much of Rutgers in the sense that, like, I'm not trying to not trying to oversell them like many coaches do, you know, where it's like, hey. We don't doubt anybody, but no, look, but they're better than Tulsa. I'll they, tell you that they are, they are. And go look at what they did against Michigan. If you watch that game, what has Michigan hung their hat on all year long offensively? Michigan has been able to run the football. 
That is not what Michigan was able to do last week. Rutgers said, I dare you to beat us with your arm. I dare you to let your quarterback beat us. And they did, right? Michigan won the game, but they gave up a 17-point lead in that game in part because they could not run the football. And Greg Schiano clearly, no doubt, even if he wasn't a former coach at Ohio State, would have this game circled for his team as a way, just like they did with Michigan. They look at it and say, if we knock off one of these two teams in back-to-back weeks, we are going to be, everyone in college football will now notice our program more than they ever have. So that's what they're looking at, is the opportunity to pull the massive upset and get everyone in college football launching their program into new heights. That's not going to happen. I don't believe that's going to happen. But defensively, yes, this will be a better test than we've seen the last couple weeks for C.J. Stroud. That's where I need to see that confidence, though, in him to say, I know what I'm looking at. I know they're a better defense, but I can still make these throws. These guys are open. I've got great wide receivers. I'm going to put it right on them and let them go make plays. We've wondered in the past, you know, when when things weren't working out with the passing game, well, our, our guys getting open. We're not wondering that now. They are. Yeah, You have to hit those open guys. You know what I want to see tomorrow? When I used to work with Chris Spielman many moons ago, he would always get so excited whenever you had an early completion to the tight end. Not that he wanted to see the tight end catch the ball 10 times, unless it's, you know, Tony Gonzalez or something on that team. But it gives the defense something to think about. Like, oh, you're doing this now. Okay. I want to see C.J. Stroud run the ball twice in the first quarter. I'd love that. That's yeah. what I want to see. It would it would send two messages. It would send a message to the defense that this is now something we have to pay attention to. It also sends a message that he is fully healthy and capable of taking a shot. Mm-hmm. I think that would be good for his confidence, too, as much as anything else. Absolutely right. Well, and, and the last thing I'll say offensively for Ohio State, Travion Henderson, right? Dude has been great so far in his career. I would guess Rutgers and any other team that's playing the Buckeyes here on out Yes, they know the wide receivers are good. Yes, they know C.J. Stroud has the potential to be really good. They're going to look and say, job number one is stop the running game for Ohio State. Stop the running game. And that will be an early on test, I think, for this team, is can they establish the run? If they do, it's going to be open all day long, the offense, I mean. Not not any one particular set, running, passing. But if they can run the ball early, then Rutgers is going to say, well, crap, that did that didn't work. Now we better try to stop him passing the football. Buckeyes open it up a couple times there, and suddenly everything's going to be going. So I, I'm just saying I would want to see them with C.J. Stroud and, of course, with Trayvon Henderson. Get the run going. Show that you can do that. That is the number one strength of this team right now offensively is running the football. Get that going, and then everything else will fall into place. Saturday Showcase coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of 71 northbound at East Broad Street. Traffic is bumper to bumper from I-70 in this area, about a five-minute backup over here. And an accident also causing slowdowns on Route 315 southbound at Lane Avenue. Plan on delays here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe. Safe Auto. On the NRA with fan traffic. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. 
Football Friday, Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. We have Saturday Showcase coming up in mere moments. NFL picks in the 4 o'clock hour. You and I have to do a better job against the caller. Yeah, we've been terrible. Because the caller has beaten us two out of the three weeks. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that. I mean, we can. I like no. giving away prizes. No. I'm fine with that. We can't. Not at our expense. What is our expense? Our expense is our intelligence as football pickers. I don't know if you've listened to this show. We're stupid. I don't know if that's We are says stupid, anything. but occasionally we know things. Do we? Okay. I'd, li- I'd like to think that we can predict games better than some rando who calls us on the phone. Hey, man. Can that rando do three hours of radio? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's probably. Why yeah. Probably could. You're right. You want our job? Just come on over. That's fine. Saturday showcase. Hit it. Sometime. You hit it. Sometime. Common man. I want. I want to point out. That I hit the button on time. You did? And it was delayed. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't hit it again. And that was I'm going to do it again. Okay, here we go. Saturday Showcase. Common Man and T-Bone present Saturday Showcase. Sponsored by Roosters. A fun casual joint. And the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. Not we have fault. a game tonight. This is Friday Night Showcase. Yeah. FS1, 8 o'clock tonight. Number 5, Iowa at undefeated Maryland. Yes, so Iowa, believe it or not, as good as they've been this year, there is one area where they are not good, and that is on the offensive line. They rank 121st nationally in line yards and 127th in offensive stuff rate. Mike, I went analytics for these numbers. I, I didn't just get regular rate. numbers. I got analytics for you. Anyway, that gives them just 3.34 yards per carry as a team, which, yes, I realize if you did that three times in a row, that technically gets you a first down, but that's not exactly great. Their offensive line isn't nearly as good as what you see on a top-five team typically. Meanwhile, Maryland boasts one of the best wide receiver duos in the conference, Jarrett and Dante Demas Jr., both who combined to average over 170 rushing yards per game with six total touchdowns. The main story here for me, can Maryland's offense overcome Iowa's tough defense? Talia Tonga-Vailoa, Tua's younger brother, he is the quarterback for Maryland, if you're not aware of that. He's going to be the key. He has been great as a junior quarterback for them. Iowa's top 15 defense versus an improved and dangerous Maryland offense. That's why I'm watching this game. I got to tell you, the theme I found this week on looking at all these games... I don't see a lot of high scores. I see this one. Iowa wins it close. And if Iowa's going to win, there's not going to be a lot of offense. I'll say it's like 13 to 10, 16 to 14, something like that. But I don't know that Iowa covers. I think they win this game close. Big nooner game on Fox. Wisconsin's fourth quarter was disastrous last week against Notre Dame. They lost that game. They're one and two. They host number 14, Michigan. Yeah. And Wisconsin knows their season is on the line here. More so, I mean, it's already kind of over the season is as far as like national championship hopes, but you beat Michigan, you can still feel like, all right, we've got plenty to play for. Um, so Michigan is a one-point favorite on the road, and Wisconsin has dominated this series on the road of late. Michigan, though, last week saw a defense like we talked about with Rutgers that said, go ahead, beat us through the air. We dare you to throw it on us because we're not going to let you run the football. They loaded up the box, did Rutgers against Michigan, and go figure, they struggled. Meanwhile, The fourth quarter versus Notre Dame for Wisconsin. Wisconsin should never be allowed to throw a football in the air again, at least not the rest of this season. So what do you think that results in? I just said that Iowa game feels like it's going to be a slugfest and close. I feel like this is going to be a slugfest with two kind of not great offenses 
I'll say it's Wisconsin winning this game because I still am trying to believe in Michigan, but I can't get there. I'll say it's 16 to 10. Bucky gets the upset against Meat Chicken. Noon on ESPN, the top 10 battle of the Hillbillies. Number eight, Arkansas in Athens for number two, Georgia. Yeah, and Georgia is a, I said this yesterday, I think it's ridiculous. They're an 18 and a half point favorite in this game. Watching the Razorbacks last week against Texas, K.J. Jefferson, their quarterback, he suffered an injury in that game. It's a bone bruise to his knee. Don't know if he's going to go tomorrow, but all signs pointing to him playing, just how effective will he be? But here's the thing. When you watch these two guys, K.J. Jefferson and their his star receiver is Traylon Burks. That may be the best deep threat combo in the country, but like I said, Jefferson dealing with that injury that's probably why the line is so big here. If he's good to go, then I think this can really open things up for Arkansas as far as an outright upset of Georgia. But Georgia's offense under Kirby Smart, in big games, it is perhaps the most boring thing in college football. It is like Kirby Smart looks at all these recruits he gets every year and then says, oh, is it a big game with a top 10 team coming in? Uh, we're going to just hand the ball off, throw the ball two yards downfield at most, and maybe every once in a while we'll throw a bomb just to see if that works. It doesn't. There's no no other creativity. So will we get that same offense this week? Or will Kirby Smart and the Georgia offense finally open it up a bit in this game? I'm guessing not. I'm guessing it's a defensive struggle. Again, I'm thinking this would be a snooze fest if it was in the Big Ten. But in the SEC, they'll call it a slobber knocker. And the game of the week, it was so tough. I think it's an insane 18.5-point line. I also think the the over-under is 49.5. No, no. I don't think either team scores 20 in this game. I think it is a physical game that Georgia wins, but I think it's very close. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say like 21-17, something like that. Big one in South Bend, number 7 Cincinnati at number 9 Notre Dame, 230 on NBC. A lot of people very high on Cincinnati to win this game. Remember, this is a road game for Cincinnati. They're going in to play Notre Dame, and Cincinnati is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So this is the first time Cincinnati and Notre Dame have played each other in 121 years. The last time these two programs played was 1900. So Jeff Rimmer was there. Hello? And I went to it. my senior prom in 1900. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, so this was at that game, by the way, that was a 58 nothing win over the Bearcats for the Irish. Uh, Bearcats, though, they possess their conference's second highest scoring offense, 43 points per game. We know Desmond Ritter is legit. He has a chance in this game if he goes out and just puts on a show to really throw his name out in the Heisman conversation. But I think that's going to be a tall order because I do think Notre Dame's defense is going to be able to slow him down a bit. Jack Cohn, their quarterback, had to go off the field last week. Drew Pine came in and played well. I don't think Brian Kelly and Marcus Freeman are losing to Cincinnati. Those guys both work for that school under different you know regimes, obviously, but I don't think they're losing that. I think Notre Dame wins this game. We're out of music, but we're not out of games. We have one more left. Lane Kiffin. Number 12, Ole Miss at number 1, Alabama, 330 on CBS. The offense for Ole Miss is great. The question is, can their defense hold up against what's a great offense for Alabama? Obviously, Alabama, always good. They get the best recruits. But here's the weak spot for Bama's offense. It's running the football. It's not as good. This is, again, we're talking about national championship level teams. Bama's offense isn't quite where it usually is when it comes to running the football. They're only averaging 
4.6 yards per carry, which is still fine, but that means they didn't even go over 200 yards rushing against Miami, Mercer, Florida a couple weeks ago. So will they get right running the football against Ole Miss? I think so, and I think Bama wins this game probably by more than two touchdowns. But if they can't run the football, then it gets a little more interesting for Ole Miss here. Teddy, do me a favor. Go to Saturday Showcase and loop that music by another three minutes. Thank you. I don't know why we only have a six-minute bed for that. It takes the whole segment. Well, we should have a minimum nine-minute bed. We're talking ball. We got a lot of good games to talk about. Yeah. I blame Ted. I do, too. Six-minute bed. (laughs) Week (laughs) zero, we can have a six-minute bed. But once again, in college football season, no way. How's that my fault? It's your fault. I don't know how it's your fault. It just is. All right. (laughs) Saturday showcase. Three more minutes. Three more minutes. Just loop it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Fan poll, 971thefan.com. What's the outcome tomorrow? Buckeyes win by one to seven points. Buckeyes win by eight to 15. Buckeyes win by 16 plus or Rutgers wins. What's the line on this? It's like 15 15? or 15 and a half, somewhere around there, I want to say. I will say Buckeyes win by 16 plus. Let's be optimistic. Yeah, I'm going with that too. I do think Ohio State has uh, the, the ability to get out early in this game and really put their foot on it. And get Rutgers out of it. Now, if they linger for a half, I don't want to think about it. Because I just, I don't need another one of those games. I want to see the Buckeyes get out early. I want C.J. Stroud to look great. I want all the wide receivers to get involved. And then we run the football in the second half and, you know, flirt with some records again running the football. Tom Brady may have a challenge greater than the Patriots on Sunday. I'll explain coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on 670 eastbound after Neal Avenue. Traffic is slow from Route 315 in this area. And an accident also on Route 315 southbound at Lane Avenue. You're going to find some backups coming from Ackerman Road. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Is finding the right candidate slowing you down? Cut straight to you're hired with Indeed. Their hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. To find your next great hire, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Eliana Ray with Fan Traffic. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Football Friday. It's also Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. In case you missed it last night because you were watching Bengals and Jags, we had college football, ACC matchup, and the Miami Hurricanes lost again. This time to Virginia. They suck. They had a late field goal to win it. They missed it. And what I like to do every single week is look at all the games for Saturday and find the lowest resale ticket price. Oh, Now we have a few $5 get in the door, and we have one $2 get in the door. Here's your fivers. Okay. If you want to see Charlotte battle Illinois in Champaign, five mm. bucks. Let me tell you, is that a nooner? That's a nooner, five that, bucks. That feels like, I don't know what the weather's supposed to be, but if the sun's out, I always think Champagne looks, you know, any of those stadiums like that where you just have no cover, you're just out in it, that looks like that would be miserable if it's high noon and it's like 80 degrees. You know what else is miserable? What's that? Watching Illinois. <laughs> yeah, but you could at least watch Burt lose his mind on the sidelines while he's Fair lucky well, underdogs I hope he beat don't get uh, Also a $5 ticket, Southern Miss at Rice. There you mm-hmm. go, $5 yeah. for that one. The low watermark this week, $2. Yukon at Vanderbilt. Mm, 
That is a night game mm. in Nashville. Oh, Two dollars. Man, it's you know, we all say we're college football fans around here, and we are. We're we're big college football fans. But I will say, in defense of the Vanderbilt, Yukon, you just mentioned Illinois, there's probably others, plenty of others I'm forgetting. They they there are the diehards who go to those games who are not related to a player who are not you know maybe they're alums but it's been twenty years ago or thirty years ago and they still go every week. You've got to be the best college football fan in the world to go to some of these games, right? If you just every Either week that, you're like, you're just it's just a creature you're a creature of well, habit. That's fine, but I'm saying like the fact that you go and get invested in a school at Vanderbilt that just never lives up to your expectations, never delivers on any hopes. UConn football has obviously been a complete dumpster fire the last 10 years or more. And then, you know, like we said, Illinois, they've got much better resources. They're a much better overall program. And yet they constantly underdeliver and underperform. It, but if you're there every week, I have a lot of respect for Well, you for know you. what? I bet a lot of these people are like Cat Fancy. Cat Fancy got her name. When I used to go to Buckeye basketball games, when I had my season tickets, I sat in a section with this old lady with like a 13-carat diamond on her finger. Mm. Her husband was half dead. I can't believe he actually made it out every single week. But she would just sit there and read the magazine, Cat Fancy. And once in a while, she would look up at the basketball game in front of her. But she was head to toe, dressed in Buckeye gear, had the Buckeye earrings. I'm sure she classifies herself as a big fan, but she wasn't invested with the game. She yeah. was just there. Yeah, that's it's pretty remarkable, right? That people do that, but I'm sure there's a cat fancy for right. Vanderbilt football too. By the way, she I just, just goes. Did you look at the Rutgers prices for the game? No. I'm looking at where am I at here? Okay, I'm on the probably 20 yard line or so sideline, bottom section, not the upper section. Tickets from forty six dollars. I'm just saying, like, if you're an Ohio State fan and you're anywhere in that area, that's a ridiculous bargain, right? Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not a bad price compared to what it's here. I mean, you're talking a lot more to watch those games. Maybe here. that can actually scan your ticket when you get in there too. <laughs> tickets in, in the a end, timely fashion. Tickets in the end zone for twenty five bucks. Let's go, Bone. By the time you Pack factor up the in, RV, you know what? Who needs an RV? Just hop in the car. Let's go. That's an easy drive. I've made that drive many a time out to New Jersey. It's where my family is. Well, I, I got a crap in the back seat then. What do you mean you got a crap in the back seat? We I'm just not stop. stopping. No, I'm not stopping. We'll for stop crapping. on the turnpike. Nope. Got to make excellent time. Turnpike. Not... Great bathrooms on the turnpike. Yeah. Let me tell you. Those uh, rest areas. Can I talk great. about Tom Brady now? I'd rather talk about Rutgers ticket prices. on the but... turnpike. Tom that... Brady may have a bigger challenge than the Patriots on Sunday. I don't know if you've heard, but Tom Brady is making his return to Foxborough on Sunday night. Does he have any history there? He has a little bit of history. Okay. You know what else he doesn't have? What's that? A voice. Yeah, I saw he that. He lost his voice this week, yelling so much in practice. Yes, I'm sure it doesn't mean anything to him, this game. <laughs> I'm sure he's intense every week, but he's super intense this week. He lost his voice this week, very raspy. Hopefully for him, he'll get it back. I did see him with some quotes because this new book is coming out later on this month about the Patriots and... The divorce is mentioned in there between Tom Brady and the Patriots. And at least this book contends that Tom Brady's feelings were very much hurt when he left the Patriots because Bill Belichick wouldn't even meet with him face to face. Tom Brady at least says that's kind of overblown. He says all those things are super personal. We had a great relationship 
Everything was handled the right way. We handled everything as gracefully as we could. It was an amazing time. It was handled perfectly. I think everybody understood where we were at, the people involved in the situation. Things worked out for the best of us. We're all trying to do the best we can now. That's what happens in life. You don't know where life is going to lead. I think the only thing I know how to do is give it all I can every day, every moment, and the people who really bet on me, I really want to do well for them. He's saying all the right things this week. Bill Belichick is saying all the right things this week. Tom Brady did admit that he's got a lot of friends still in the Patriots organization, and they know that he wants to kick their ass this week. Mike Vrabel made some news a couple years ago where he said, if I win the Super Bowl, I will cut off my wiener. Well, he was, it, it was, I would cut off my winner to win a Let's Super Bowl. How about that? He was asked if it guaranteed you a Super Bowl, yes, would you right. do this? That's He's right. not, don't worry. If he wins a Super Bowl, you don't have to like hide the wife, hide the kids. They're going to like suddenly show this on TV. That's not happening. This is a regular season game. The New England Patriots are currently under 500. Really no hopes of them being a team that competes for anything this year. They can take positive steps with a rookie quarterback, right? Yeah, right, right, right. But I don't think anybody's putting their money on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. But I'm telling you right now, Bill Belichick, if you guaranteed him a victory for this game on Sunday night, he would cut it off, barbecue it, and have it for dinner. That's I, I contend Bill Belichick wants this game more than Tom Brady wants this game. Tom Brady, of course, wants to win, but he won the Super Bowl last year by himself. Yes. Without this, Bill Belichick. This is the Patriots Super Bowl this year. Bill it, is, yes. it is the game for he, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is not going to have an opportunity to coach in the Super Bowl this season or maybe ever again. This is his Super Bowl right now. He wants to beat Tom Brady. Yep. And he will barbecue it and eat it. <laughs> you doubt me? Why, no, I just don't know where the eating part of it comes in. Because it's like, haven't you already done the hard work at that point? by no, saying the it's hard work's choking off. that thing down, baby. I don't think so. I think volunteering to lop it off would be more of the tough act. But whatever, yes, he would love to win this game. And I don't think he will, but it's going to be a fun one to watch. Nick Saban explains a change in coaching philosophy. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching a couple of accidents out there. You'll find a crash on 670 eastbound after Neal Avenue. Still working to get this one clear out of the roadway. And a crash on Route 315 southbound at Lane Avenue. It should be clearing up pretty soon, but traffic is still slow from Ackerman Road. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect is innovative tools for small businesses. Get up to $160 off select PCs like the Asus Vivo Book laptop with Intel i5 core processor. Explore at your local Staples or staplesconnect.com. Ends on October 2nd. In-store only. Limit to Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Only an array with fan traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday brought to you by Tansky Sawmill Toyota. It's also Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now at manandbone971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. You know what I like to do on Fridays? What do you like to do? I like to put my nipple piercings in, hang mm-hmm. out at Joey Bosa's Kiki, and hit the towel. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Yeah. They don't test for Molly in the NFL, do they? <laughs> I don't know, actually. It's a good question. You would know. All I know is my nipple piercing, those two nipple piercings never come out. So 
I just put them in for special occasions. Oh, do you? Yeah. Like cufflinks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Platinum <laughs> Fox has got nipples. his Cincinnati Bengals cufflinks on today. And nipple piercings. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban had his radio show last night from, I'm sure, some sort of hillbilly restaurant down south. And he was asked about Lane Kiffin this week and how Lane Kiffin loves to go for it on third down. Here's an example well, of I that. hope he would. <laughs> what you mean, I, go for it on fourth down? What, did I say third down? Go for it on third down. Fourth down <laughs> is like, what no, I meant we're, to we're say. We're punting. <laughs> 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 no, we're, we're not right. taking that risk. What is he, Kirk Ferentz? Yeah, okay. I was going to say, who is he, David Cully? <laughs> yeah, him too. So, no, fourth down. Ole Miss has played four games this year. They have gone for it on fourth down 14 times Okay, out of those four games. They've been successful 12 times. Only Georgia Southern has done that more in four games. So Lane All Kiffin right. says, hey, stat sheet says go for it on fourth down. I'm going for it on fourth down. Nick Saban was asked about this. And he talked about analytics and how you, know, you plug stuff into a computer. But he made a, a good point. And Lane Kiffin, not Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban annoys me on many levels. But I think he's a smart guy. There's wisdom to what he does, even if I don't like the way he goes about doing it. And he's adopted sort of these tendencies. And he said, look, we won the national championship back in 2011. That year we gave up eight points on defense. We averaged eight points that we gave up all year. Pretty good if you can handle it. And won the national championship. We won the national championship last year and we gave up 20 points a game. On average, the game has changed. Offenses have to be different. When when you're winning these games 14 to 10, you know, you you don't want to give up that 40, 50 yards. Maybe you would gain on a punt on fourth down. Now the offensive game is so different. You're not winning games 14 to 10 anymore. It's rare when you do. The reason why we were so shocked to see that Texas A&M Colorado game be like 10 to 3 was the final score of that game. Is because, yes, who thought Colorado was going to hang with A&M at the time? But we just don't see scores like that yeah, in college football that much anymore. And obviously, we've, we've talked about this on the air quite a bit, but the clock is set up in college football to allow for scoring, right? In NFL right. games, it's not uncommon to see you know three touchdowns total in the game. It's not uncommon to see a game have one touchdown and a bunch of field goals. But if you're seeing that in college football, number one, you're probably watching like Wisconsin. But also, it's probably because in college football, most of the offenses have now gotten to a point where they say, we can be crazy. We can do some fun things. We can mix it up a bit. Defensively, teams are just not going to be as skilled and disciplined as they are in the NFL. And the clock is made for you, if you're down three scores, to still have time to come back in the second half. Like, yesterday, we talked about in that Bengals game, if the Bengals went down by three touchdowns going into halftime, there's no way they probably recover in that game. Just from a mentality standpoint and everything else, it's just so much harder to do. Instead, they were able to get a stop, and then they did come back and win the game while going into halftime only down two touchdowns. In college football, you can see a team go down by three scores and make it all up before the third quarter's even out, depending on you know what the game's like. We just saw what <laughs> that Notre Dame score last week against Wisconsin where that was just a, a kickoff return and two pick sixes and all kinds of craziness. But that game looked like a ridiculous scoreline where it wasn't close all the way. You'd never know if you didn't watch that game that Wisconsin was actually leading in the fourth quarter and then Notre Dame just kicked it into gear and found a whole bunch of turnovers and special teams plays. All I'm saying is 
Nick Saban's right. You have to be in these track meets, and it's okay to try to have an offense that does that. There's a lot of offense in college football. There's a lot of offense in the NFL, too. Like Cincinnati Bengals in that second half yesterday scored on every single possession. Every time they touched the football in the second yeah. half, they scored. Yeah. And they scored 24 points. If you had that in college football, and you scored on every single possession, you'd, you'd, score, four, you'd score 42 points. I was going to say, yeah, you'd have 60 well, points. Well, you, you wouldn't score 24. No I guarantee way. you that. you have a bunch more. You're right. And that's it, because the, the clock stoppages allow for that. So... Yeah, you and by the way, offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators have learned that too. They're all looking at it saying the more that we can it, the offensive coordinators are saying we don't have to we don't have to eat up clock if we're a good team. We can just score and then let them go try, but we're not as concerned about it. In the NFL, we've talked about plenty of times. If you're a really, you know, good team, like the Browns have been this year. What have they been doing in the second half of these games? They try to run the football. Because they know we're the better team. They did it last week, and they pulled away late in the game by running the football and running out the clock, and just that dominated the other team. You don't see that as much in college football, although, of course, Buckeyes have been running the football pretty well. You just don't see it as much in college football because there's so many offenses that, you know, you get a first down, stop the clock, get a first down, stop the clock, go out of bounds. Like, everything is allowing you to get back in the game. A classy female Red Sox fan decided it was the right course of action to spit on a man because he told her she was sitting in the wrong seats. Uh, of course, this was caught on camera. Here's my PSA for people. First of all, try and be a decent human being. But in the absence of that, mm -hmm. like 20 years ago, before everybody had a camera on their phone, was a spitter's paradise. <laughs> you could just spit in anybody's face. <laughs> unless and unless a cop saw it, it's like, well, prove it. That prove, or, prove that I spit in your face. That or if you're Keith Hernandez, then you can't you can't spit. Well, whatever. Stuff. I'm just saying you had to you had to prove it. You had to have a lot of witnesses. Right. Or a cop had to see it. Everybody is filming everything now. How are these people not aware of this? When you are acting like a fool on an airplane, you are getting filmed by a hundred people. When you are at a baseball park and you decide to spit in someone's face, you are getting filmed by a hundred people. You were telling me a story the other day about some people at what an ice cream shop or something. Oh who yeah, just yeah, yeah. Berated some sixteen-year-old employee. They of went, course, they're getting filmed. They went viral because they they didn't like the way that. A, a certain amount of whipped cream was put on the ice cream cone or whatever. That so they, they brought it back and said, you made this wrong. So the, the girl who was 16 years old working at the place, she goes and makes another one, gives it to them. And then this time they said, you didn't put enough on there. And so she was like, I'm sorry, I can make it again or I can refund you. And then they just yelled at her and threw the whole thing back into the little ice cream stand and just, you know, threw some napkins at her and all this stuff and stormed off. And yes, they got multiple videos from the store's security camera. There was no one else in line even, but they have like three security cameras on this ice cream stand. And yeah, they figured out the pictures. They found out some of these. I think at least one of them was like an Instagram influencer person. Yeah, of course. So it's like, great. Yes, you just ruined all that for yourself, you idiot. Like, and deservedly so. They should, they should lose everything. Well, yeah, that's for being what I'm saying. In the, in the absence of being a decent human, wouldn't you just be afraid that someone would catch you? If you're going to be in complete jerk. These people yes. are psychopaths. I don't understand How it. drunk do you have to be to spit in someone's face in front of 20,000 people? Very drunk. Very drunk. And I don't, I don't know who thinks that's a good and reasonable outcome in society, regardless of cameras or anything else. Can you really go home at night, put your head on the pillow and be like, today was a good day. I spit in three people's face. 
I knocked over an old lady trying to get into a store so I could get a Black Friday I'm deal. I'm teach that guy telling me I'm in the wrong seats. <laughs> I better go home and watch my husband's football game now. <laughs> I actually had a uh, wrong seat experience not too, not very recently. Did actually. you get spit on? No. Spit I had, on? When I was recently at a dirt track with some friends, we showed up. Dirt tracks are I assume everybody's spitting in people's faces at dirt tracks. No, no, no. So so this was this was a weird situation I forgot to tell you about. We you go there, you sit your cooler down because we all brought coolers in, you go get beer, you put it in the coolers, you come back later, you drink the beer while watching the race. So we walk around, we go in and look at some of the cars in the pits. Pit? Oh, so you we, leave your cooler there. We leave it on our seats. The honor system. Yeah. Well, but we had tickets that had these seats. So they were I mean, we bought the tickets, they have a seat number on them, they were assigned. Come back like an hour later. There's a guy sitting in the middle of the section where we had five seats together. A guy sitting smack in the middle of it, and he's and I, I felt bad because he's got his leg up and he's got a he's got a crutch, and so we're like, well, I feel bad for sounds like a scam guy on the crutch, but he's in, it. he's in the wrong seat. We knew our tickets were right. We double checked him before we even approached this guy, and so said, "Hey, man," showed him the tickets on our phone. They were on our phones. This guy pulls out a paper ticket and just sticks it back in our face. Doesn't even look at us. Just holds up a paper ticket and it has the same seat number on it. We're like, well, that's weird. Maybe there's a screw up with the ticket office. So we got someone from the ticket place. They come down. They look at this guy's tickets. He had a ticket from 2019 and walked in and got in somehow with it, sat in our seats. And then when we said like, hey, you've got the wrong seats, proceeded to yell at the person from the track. And then they had to like escort him up the stairs. And I don't know what they did with him. Threw him out on the track. I don't know what they did. But anyway. <laughs> Kicked his crutch out from under him. We sat took down. Took his fake leg off and we beat sat, him with it. We sat down and we said, hey, you know, to the people next to us, like, sorry about all that. And this guy's like, oh, man, that dude was a complete jerk. And I don't even think that came, that crutch was real because he walked down here like he was G.I. Joe and then sat down and all of a sudden he's got a, a cane. So I don't I don't know what happens, but apparently now that's what people are doing, Mike. We're just faking the seats. We're going to try to go out there. And if you yell at people for sitting in the wrong seat. Did you spit in his face? Multiple times. All right. NBA vaccination rate has ticked up to 95%. This after the news came down, the players would forfeit their salary if they were unable to play. So it was about 90%. Mm -hmm. 5% say, I don't want to lose any money. Give me a shot. Can't blame you. And so you still have 5%. Unfortunately for the NBA, those 5% are significant. Well, there's some some big name holdouts and guys who don't need the money, clearly, right? Like Kyrie Irving, we'd all like to make the money Kyrie Irving makes. He'd like to make it too, but he doesn't need the money. He's already got plenty. Whatever, man. I, uh, everyone has the right to make their own personal medical decisions, but no doubt choices have consequences. So if you choose to do something your employer says is not allowed, you're allowed to make that choice and your employer is allowed to say, well, then you can't work here. Or, you know, if the local place where you work says you can't come into your office like a basketball arena, like in New Jersey or in New York, then guess what? You can't go play basketball. That's going to affect your ability to, to do your thing. One NFL head coach is fresh out of ideas. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from 670 eastbound after Neal Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. And now watching a crash on East Main Street at Hamilton Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here. This traffic report is sponsored by News Nation. All too often, the media are ignoring the everyday heroics of our policemen and women. Well, that changes on News Nation. Dan Abrams and his live PD sidekick Sticks are back in primetime on Dan Abrams Live, weeknights at 8, 7 central on News Nation. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Columbus Men's Clinic. If you're dealing with ED, erectile dysfunction, it can affect your outlook on life, cause depression, much more. Don't suffer in silence anymore. Go see my guys at Columbus Men's Clinic. They have been in business for a long time, treating thousands of men in Columbus. Treatment treatment plans vary, just like you're different from the other guy. They're going to customize a plan for you. There are side effects if you take pills caused by medications. Some men don't want to put up with that because they don't want the side effects. Why would you want side effects, Bone? I wouldn't. Unless the side effects are millions of dollars. Well, I'd want that. Just fall from the sky. Don't put up with that. No. Go right to Columbus Men's Clinic, show up in the lobby, and just drop trow. They're going to help you. (laughs) Wait till you get back into the doctor's office, at least. That's what I would say. If there's no one in the lobby... No, don't, even if there is, what? No, I don't know what we're saying. Don't do this at all. Say, can I be, can I have a consultation, go back in the back, and then the doctor says, like, drop trowel, then you're like, now? And he's like, yes, now it's acceptable. It's, I was in there, I dropped trowel right in the lobby. No way. They didn't have a problem with me doing it. They did point and laugh. They said, there you go. It's common man sleeper right there. That's exactly what they did. Let's get back on topic, shall we? You you first. professional. Call Columbus Men's Clinic today, 614-300-7400. Visit them, columbusmensclinic.com. They actually are professional. Their endorser is not. <laughs> That's right. Well, I apologize. That's... <laughs> hey, I man, they, were they knew what they, they were getting. Up for it, they yeah. knew what they were getting when they said, we want Common Man to do these commercials. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're not going to get some idiot with a British accent. Let me tell you about I don't know what the British erectile dysfunction. People think the British are so smart just because they have that accent. Well, it's the it's the accent. Just telling you. Although I will say this, something that I, I you do not see often because we think of Americans usually that are afflicted with vocal fry, voice fry. Yes. However, on the new season of Great British Baking Show, a.k.a. Circle Bake, as you like to call it. There is a young British girl with British vocal fry, and it drives me nuts. What does it sound like? I'm curious it if you It sounds can... like American vocal fry, so, but British. Vocal fry, for those not aware, is more like, oh, oh my god. Oh, so anyway, Tiffany said, what a slot. So then, oh. so then we have British, and the Queen said, "Oh my God, is that what I'm getting?" <laughs> yes. Okay. It's like that. It's so annoying. Would you like to go to Trafalgar Square? <laughs> just like figuring she's a cab driver, <laughs> and she's giving you a tour, yes. but everywhere she's like, "No, you know, Big Ben is just a clock, but it's under construction." <laughs> like what? What did you even say? Was that English? Queen's English, as a matter of fact, clean your chimney, governor. I like this. I don't like it. 
Uh, what did I tease? Oh, one head coach is out of ideas. That head coach would be the head coach of my football team, the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy. Can I tell you, before we get to this, Yeah, I don't know why I am, well, I guess it's because of Justin Fields, but I usually am not this invested in a team that is not my own, in a quarterback situation, even if it involves a former Ohio State player. You like, just don't like to see nonsense, too. This is just that's nonsense right. that's and it. a waste of everybody's I, time. I'm just saying, I never get this invested in other teams. I'll point and laugh. I'll go, that's really stupid. Sucks for those fans, you know. But, like, this one, I am, every time I read something that comes out of Matt Nagy's mouth or I hear him speak, I just get uh, remarkably angry. I can't imagine actually being a Bears fan and dealing with this guy where it's not, it's, it's your only hope is this guy right now. So, even though Justin Fields was a full go in practice the last couple days, Andy Dalton was limited with the knee. Nick Foles is, of course, there as the third string guy. And Matt Nagy always likes to reinforce that Andy's number one, Justin Fields is number two, and Nick Foles is number three. He did it again this week. Even though Justin Fields is healthy and practicing this week, mm-hmm. Matt Nagy wanted to come out today and said, our starting quarterback will be a game-time decision on Sunday against the Lions. He also, no joke, stood in front of his team this week, in front of the offense, and said, essentially, uh, I'm out of ideas. What do you guys think this offense should be? Mm-hmm. Good times. Mm-hmm. That's the leader I want to work for. <laughs> Wait a second. Why do you think the guys in the room have or want to be involved in designing a playbook? Most football players I've ever encountered love it when they have a coach who says, guys, this is the vision. Here's why we do what we do. Now, here's your job. Go do it. That is what every great football coach. Yes, there's room for players who are extraordinary. There's room for Joe Burrow to occasionally audible right into a better play. Peyton Manning. There's defensive that's, players. That's different. That's not what he was getting at here. I'm just saying, like, that. in this situation, it's not, hey, man, you've earned the right. If you see something, call it out, make a change at the line of scrimmage. Offense, defense, you're a leader. Get it done. This is him saying, folks, ground up, let's start over on the offense if we have to. And what should that look like? How do you not know this, man? I love you the suggestions he team. probably heard, too. Where Allen Robinson raises his hand and says, throw it to me, I'm always open. Okay, throw right, it, okay. Throw it to Allen Robinson. <laughs> right. Always open. Okay, good suggestion. Anybody mm. else? David Montgomery raises his hand. I think we should run the ball more. Yeah, hand it to me. Run the ball. Run ball more. Okay, well, this is going to be tough to square. Run if only there more. was like someone who could make decisions on whether we should pass it or throw it. Hmm. Mm. Be like a coordinator of the offense or something. You know what? We should maybe block better. Block, block yeah. Better. Offensive linemen are like, yeah. Block better. Uh, Justin Fields raises his hand. Can you not kill me this week? Don't kill your quarterback. Block better. Try to have a game Got plan it. from a decade beyond the 1950s. Got it. All right. Let's see if we can do that. Because I, I don't know what that was last week, but defenses have been beating that game plan since, yes, like 60, 70 years ago. That. That does not work, Matt Nagy. Whatever you were trying to do, that's not that's not helpful. No, he he does this when he gets beaten down. You know, last year he did this where he gave up play calling duties. Oh yeah, that's where it's right. like, well, you know, clearly, uh, you know, I, I just I don't have it in me, or so you guys tell me that. So I'm not going to call plays. I'll let Bill Lazor 
call plays. It, and like, this is the equivalent of that, where he said, well, you know, we took such a beating last week, right, guys? And I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to talk to the team, and they're going to tell me what to do. It's just more passive-aggressive BS from this guy who reads all these leadership books in the offseason. I don't understand it. And I, I honestly, I don't know how you can screw up this situation so bad. If you truly don't know what to do and you've got a first-round pick at quarterback and you can't make any decisions, go with, lean into, err on the side of going with the player who you spent all the draft capital to acquire. If you're saying, hmm, I just, God, I don't know if it's Justin Fields, if he's ready or not. And then game planning the offense for that player's skill set. game plan for him. That's kooky talk. Maybe, and again, call me crazy, if the option is, guy who might be the future of my team or guy who is old and busted and never played it down for this team, who should we craft the offense around and spend the entire offseason getting ready for this offense? Lean into the guy who just got done lining up the college football world and might be the hope that you have of saving your job. Lean into Justin Fields and give him an entire offseason of preparation, not, well, we're actually Andy Dalton is QB1 and I don't want anybody. He spent more time on Twitter, defending Andy Dalton than he did designing plays for Justin Fields. What an idiot. We were just talking about British vocal fry. There is another reason why you and me need to get on a plane and go to London. I will tell you what it is coming up next. Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on East Main Street at Hamilton Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful and watch out for heavy slowdowns. Also going to find some slow traffic on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. About a five-minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by News Nation. All too often, the media are ignoring everyday heroics of our policemen and women. Well, that changes on News Nation. Dan Abrams and his live TV sidekick Sticks are back on primetime on Dan Abrams Live weeknights at 8, 7 Central on News Nation. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Happy to be wrong, which is good because they're always wrong. This is Man and Bone. Happy Friday, Football Friday. It's Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Here's how why you and I have to go to London. Okay. They have three new pop up restaurants opening up in London. Mm-hmm. They are called. The Doritos Diner. Oh, Everything on the menu yes. is made with Doritos. Now, yes, nachos made with Doritos. That's a good call. Macaroni and cheese made with Doritos. They also have Doritos burgers, chicken wings, jalapeno bites, a chicken sandwich where they bread the chicken in Doritos crumbs. Yeah. These all sound like delicious items. I, I, just, I want to point out, though. That this is th- these three Doritos pop-ups are opening up in London. Yeah, international mecca. I enjoy the city. I've been there many times. But if this were happening in Chattanooga, Tennessee, <laughs> they'd be writing articles about it, saying, "Look at these uncultured, fat-ass Americans." You're exactly right. They couldn't get enough Doritos, so they had to open up a Doritos restaurant. How fat are these people? But there's three of them opening up in London, and all these stories are, oh, look how wonderful this is. We should all go to London and eat the Doritos food. There's a woman on TikTok. I don't know if she's on other social media, too, but she got very internet famous over the last year. And the reason was because she lives in, she's lived in Great Britain her whole life. I think she's in, like, the northern part of England. And so 
she said, you know, I've heard you Americans talk about ranch dressing and we don't get your type of ranch dressing over here. And, and her thought was, I don't understand why Americans are so fascinated with ranch dressing, but I'm going to order online some American ranch dressing, just regular old ranch dressing. They do, they do have ranch dressing over there. It's called something else. Okay, but she said whatever they have over there, she wanted to try what Americans get. And so she said also no one uses it here the way Americans where it's like we dip our chicken fingers in it, you put it on pizza. So she said, I'm going to try that. And so they, she like videotaped herself, videotaped, because like, she's in 1980. She, you know, took a video of herself eating ranch for the first time and going, oh, this is tremendous. And then that became a thing where people were like, well, if you haven't tried, you know, these other snacks that we have here. So she started, people started sending her American food and it was all this, you know, it's, they send her like Susie Q's, which I guess you couldn't get there or Twinkies or stuff like that, that she's just, it's the American version of it, not the British version of it. And she would constantly talk about how much better it was than the food she had. And I thought, that's right. It's almost like some of these crappy American foods that everybody wants to, you know, tell you're terrible. And they're not so bad. No, they're terrible for you. No, they're not healthy. Yes. But the Doritos pop-up, I'm with you on that. Let me ask you this question. Hmm. Now, I like a good sandwich. When I was, you know, in school, if my parents would pack my lunch, I'd usually get like a turkey and cheese, ham and cheese sandwich. If my mother made your sandwich, mm-hmm. you would get two pieces of white bread. Yeah. Like a thin layer of turkey, mm-hmm. and then nine gallons of mustard. Okay, my, my mother I, would make mustard sandwiches. I would never have. I would never get any condiments. It would just be a dry sandwich okay. with like turkey and cheese. Usually, Bone likes it dry. Got yeah. it. Now, I will tell you. Now, maybe this is just me, but have you ever just taken a couple Doritos, Cooler Ranch, Nacho Flavor, whatever you got, and slid them onto like just a regular old whatever you're eating sandwich? Who are you? Who are you talking to? Of course you've done I this. have breasts. <laughs> of course I've done that. And does that not make any sandwich you're eating like a hundred times better? Yes, although I have criteria for my Doritos. Okay. I would never put Cool Ranch Doritos on my sandwich. To me, that is an on-the-side chip. All right. I mean, I, I, would, I usually did this with nacho cheese Nacho Doritos, cheese, to be fair. excellent in sandwiches. Or a spicy Dorito, I would go that's, with. That's fine, too. Like a spicy nacho yeah. would be good. Mm-hmm. However, a salsa verde, which are hard to find, by the way, that to me is also an on-the-side chip. I wouldn't put that in something. Now, I have not, because of the scarcity, I have never taken a salsa verde and put it on a turkey sandwich. Because I the don't taco want to, chips are also good in the sandwich. Yes, I, I've not tried that, but I could see that being very good. Mm-hmm. All I'm telling you is, if you eat like whatever your go-to sandwich is, and I'm don't I'm not talking about you go get a sub roll and you put nine pounds of turkey and all those. That's different. You go get you know a Philly cheesesteak. This does not necessarily. Well, maybe it's still good. You know what? I, what I like to call about. the sandwiches you're talking about house sandwiches. A house sandwich. House sandwich. You're at, it's two o'clock in the morning. You're like you got yes. a couple slices of bread. You slap on some lunch meat and a regular old piece of cheese. What else am I putting on this thing? Grab you a handful of Doritos and throw them on there. And you want to then? I think you need to compress and hear the crunch. Because you need to get a little bit of breakage in the chip before yes, you eat. that's a good call. It gets a little dusty in there. And then when you go to eat it, more of it sticks mm. to the surface. And then the only downside of this is that whole... You die 20 con- years before you're supposed to? Well, that. And that whole concoction then becomes 
irreparably suction to the roof of your mouth after you've chewed it. You know how you get that sometimes, the suctioning of a sandwich? Yes. It does that. That means your bread is also not nutritious. Yes. And the way it should be for right. a house sandwich. You're not using whole grain wheat bread for this crap. Yeah. So then what you're going to need is a really fizzy soda to wash that off and get all that out of the mm. So. Yeah, that's a good that's a mm. good two o'clock in the morning snack, like a lukewarm bottle or glass of Coke and then just chewing on some Doritos and a turkey sandwich. I like it. What else did I tease? Nothing. I don't know. I do have Derek Carr. Derek Carr speaking the truth about the Chargers home game. So the Raiders are playing at the Chargers this week. And here's what Derek Carr had to say about going on the road. In my past, whether it was in Los Angeles at the soccer stadium or in Qualcomm in San Diego, it was another home game. It was always looked at as another home game, and that's no disrespect. It's a fact. The way you practice, the way you meet, it felt like a home game. I fully expect Raider Nation to take over the majority of the stadium again. They usually do. Now, things, I want to say, things can be both a fact and disrespect. It, it is it is disrespectful, but especially with the Raiders because they have Southern California roots, right? A lot of people in L.A. are still Raider fans, so they're gonna they're gonna buy a bunch of tickets for that. But this is the challenge the Chargers are always gonna have until they win and win consistently. You saw with the Cowboys when they were there. Seventy five percent of that stadium were Dallas Cowboy fans. Yep. You know, the Chargers almost, with the exception of they don't have to travel, they can sleep in their own beds, but they're essentially playing seventeen road games in yeah, terms of in front in, of the crowd. I mean, unless you're playing I don't know. I'm trying Maybe to think the Jags the fans won't travel. Well, I don't right. know. Because even even teams like the Jets and the Giants, there's just enough transplants oh, that will live in L.A. Absolutely. They'll be out there. And there's enough people that will just travel to say, well, those are cheaper tickets and I'll go get them and I'll go watch my team. It's a nice weekend out in L.A. Sure. So it'd have to be a fan base that probably you're right. Warmer weather, because if you live in Jacksonville, I don't know that necessarily you have as much motivation to travel to L.A. to watch your team no, play. No, but to your point, Los Angeles is such a big, diverse area. So many people move there from someplace else. Yes. There are just naturally fans of those other teams there. Right, but the teams that I think would struggle for that would be teams that have been historically always bad. Like, I don't think, okay, and this team is probably not the best example, but the Panthers, while they've had some success, I don't see a lot of Panthers fans taking over that stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe you're right. It might be more 50-50 is what I'm saying. I don't think you're going to be outnumbered by the Panthers fans. I like how in that scenario it's 50-50. That's now, right. like, oh, It's not going to be 80% like it <laughs> right. is this week. I'm saying it still is going to be a factor. It's just not going to be the entire stadium is against you. You know what time it is? Uh, yes, I know what time it is. It's time for some NFL picks. If you think you can beat us, if you'd like to play against us, Now's your chance. Call in 614-821-9710 is the phone number. NFL picks are next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident involving injuries on East Main Street at Hamilton Road. It is taking a little bit to get this clear. Plan on some slowdowns and please use caution. Also going to find some slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. This traffic report is sponsored by News Nation. All too often, the media are ignoring the everyday heroics of our policemen and women. Well, that changes on News Nation. Dan Abrams and his live PD sidekick Sticks are back on primetime on Dan Abrams Live weeknights at 8, 7 central on News Nation. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. 
It's uh, Football Friday. It's also Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now at manandbone971. Buckeyes and Rutgers tomorrow. Kick is at 3.30. Our live pregame coverage starts at 10 a.m. We will not have Common Man and T-Bone Weekend on the air tomorrow. No. We will, however, have it in your podcast feed. So if you don't subscribe to the podcast, now is the time to do it. Go to wherever you get your audio, wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Google, Apple, doesn't matter. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. Click subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. Give us a five-star review. We appreciate it. We are almost close to our benchmark on Apple. Once we hit 700 reviews, we drop a new bonus show into your feed. Hopefully, we can do that for you next week because we're getting close. Love to do it. Hopefully, we can get there. Um, what do I have? Oh, it's NFL picks time. And I forgot where my NFL picks music is. Oh, here it is. Common Man and T-Bones NFL picks. Sponsored by Chattanooga Whiskey. Now available at your favorite Columbus retail store. Drink Chattanooga Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. This is a professional show. Mm-hmm. If you beat both of us, you will win four medium one-topping pizzas from Romeo's Pizza. And Ted will deliver you those pizzas. Ted's like, oh man, what? On his unicycle wearing stilts. And you know what? They'll be too hot. <laughs> Don't burn your mouth. Right, Teddy? <laughs> hot cheese. That's right. Uh, Jimmy is our guy this week. Jimmy, you ready to go? Sir, yes, sir. All right, here we go. Game number one, Washington at Atlanta. I have vowed never to pick the Falcons to win a game ever again because they always screw me. I will take Taylor Heineke and Washington on the road. I've got the football team as well. I will take Washington. Houston is at Buffalo. Give me the Bills at home. 17 is the number for Buffalo to cover this weekend. I think they win this game. The Bills will dominate. Detroit Lions at the Bears. Give me the Lions on the road to get their first victory. I thought I would get a different pick from you, but I guess Why? I'm picking the Why? I'm picking the Lions to win too. They look good so far. They're just that they close so far. They've been in these games as an zero and three. Fine. Whatever. Okay. Shut up. All right, they're gonna win. Man, I thought you guys were gonna pick the Bears. I take the Lions. Carolina at uh, Teddy's Dallas Cowboys. Give me the boys at home. I'm going Cowboys here, too. Carolina. Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz and his double-sprained ankles on the road at Jacoby Brissett's Miami Dolphins. Give me the Colts on the road. I'm going Finns at home. That'd be 0-4 for uh, that would be Indianapolis if I the Finns win. I'm taking Dolphins, though. Uh, Colts. Your bone, Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. on the road at Minnesota. I went back and forth on this one because I think it's going to be a tough game. Vikings had a really good victory last week against the Seahawks, but I'm going to take the Brownies on the road. I am uh, also back and forth on this one as far as logic goes, but my heart says Browns, and I'm sticking with my heart. Browns get it done on the road. Uh, Browns win. New York Giants, they are terrible. They are on the road at New Orleans. Are they playing this game in New Orleans? Or is it someplace else? I'm double-checking. I Either way, it doesn't matter. I'm picking the Saints to win. Caesar Superdome is what's All listed. All right, well, they're back at home then. All yeah, right. I'm going to go with the Saints as well. And I will take the Saints. Tennessee Titans on the road at the Jets. For what it's worth, Titans will be down uh, Julio Jones 
and I think Brown is out yes, this week, yes. too. Top Both two wideouts are out. Doesn't matter. I'm taking the Titans to win. I am going with the Titans as well. Uh, Titans, please. Kansas City Chiefs looking to rebound at the on the road in Philadelphia. I will take the Chiefs on the road. Let me tell you, if the Chiefs don't win this game, there's a little more panic setting in in Kansas City. That won't happen. Chiefs win. Chiefs as well. Have we picked all the same games? You, me, and the caller? We picked one different. All right. Arizona on the road at the Rams should be a good one at 4.05 on Sunday. I'm going to take the Rams at home. Yeah, I've got the Rams here too. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Seattle on the road at San Francisco. Seahawks a big loss last week. They're trying to avoid going 1-3 to start the season. I'm going to say they do go 1-3. Give me the 49ers at home. I was thinking about changing my pick, and I am. I'm going with Seattle after initially picking the Niners, but Seahawks, that's the pick. They get it done on the road. Uh, We'll take Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Ravens and Lamar Jackson's ouchie back on the road at undefeated Denver. Uh, Undefeated no more. Give me the Ravens on the road. Yeah, this is an even line for what it's worth. Kind of rare you see that. I'm going with the Ravens on the road. Denver has the defense to stop them. Go Broncos. Bad Pittsburgh Steelers in Green Bay. Give me the pack at home. Yep. Green Bay here, too. Green Bay. Sunday night, big matchup. Tom Brady returns to Foxborough. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at New England. Upset for me. Bill Belichick cuts off his wiener and eats it. I'm going to say the Patriots win at home. John, Tom Brady's a god, and he's not going to lose to the Pats. Tampa by 10. Uh, Tampa by 40. (laughs) Monday Night Football, the Raiders at the Chargers. You just heard Derek Carr say that it's just like a home game for him. There'll be 70,000 Raider fans there screaming their heads off. But I'm going to take the Chargers at whatever their home is. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go Chargers here too. Uh, Same. Give me a point total for that game, Jimmy. Uh, 65. 65. I typed. Boner? I wrote down 56 before the segment. So All right. There we if go. Jimmy beats the both of us. He takes home four medium one-topping pizzas from Romeo's Pizza. Panama Ted will deliver them to you in his trench coat, naked underneath. Wow. Naked, no less. Too hot. Look at all that. When Teddy delivers... He delivers. He really delivers. In more ways than one. He watches a lot of you porn. He thinks that's the way you deliver pizza. <laughs> And he's hey man, dis- where's my tip? He's always disappointed with the, like, I've already paid online, so there's no need to work out alternate methods. Where's my tip? Nope, <laughs> you're not getting a tip. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from East Main Street at Hamilton Road. All lanes have reopened in that area. And now watching an accident on James Road at the I-70 westbound ramp. This accident does involve injuries. Watch out for traffic as it begins to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Order carryout online and choose Domino's car side delivery with a two-minute guarantee. Domino's will head to your car less than two minutes after you check in and your order is ready or your next pizza's free. Online orders only for details and restrictions. Visit dominosdominateguarantee.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. 
The fan is joining 10TV and the Ohio Education Association to honor classroom heroes. In these weird times, teachers and educators need our support and recognition more than ever. We're proud to announce this week's hero, Stephanie Packer, a first grade teacher at Grace Christian School in Blacklick. Nominate teachers, coaches, or staff members who you think deserve special recognition. Head to 971thefan.com slash heroes. Stephanie Packer. Not related, I'm quite sure, mm. to grade-A butthole Billy Packer. No, I would guess not. That's my grandfather. <laughs> well, How do you know? That doesn't mean she, even if it is her grandfather, doesn't mean she agrees with everything he says. He or used he to acts. give me hard candy. Yeah. And then scream at me. Mm-hmm. Not my guy. Billy Packer? No, no not too, my guy too, too, Alive? too fuddy-duddy. Billy Packer? I don't remember. He was just a curmudgeon-y guy. Yeah, I think he. I think it was. Uh, was it either Paul Keels or Skip Mossick told me a story about how Billy Packer screamed at him? Oh, once. I have no idea. I did and if not you're know screaming at Skip, I'm all for that. I am too. But what's Billy Packer up to? He's uh, Billy Packer. Let him live. 81 years young. Okay, so he is alive. Billy Packer's alive. He's not doing anything now, is he? Just enjoying retirement. I yeah, I think so. I think his son Mark Packer is. Doing a show on like the ACC network or okay. on Sirius or something. So bit. he's got a son named Brant Packer. Brant. Brant. Hello. Brant's so a this fine is name. the whitest name ever. Brant <laughs> Packer. Brant. <laughs> that sounds like the sound that you made. Or like you designed the bathroom computer one day. systems. What's going on? Oh, I got uh, Brant. Oh, jeez. Like just getting it out there. Uh, it is the last weekend of the Major League Baseball regular season. So if you're a Reds fan, this is it for you. If you're an Indians fan, this is literally it for you because it's the Guardians next year. But there's always a sense of sadness when the season ends, even if your team is bad, even if you're not, you don't really want to watch them anymore. Just knowing that you won't have your team to root for for many months as we go through the winter. Yeah. I always used to get sad. I get sad whenever a sport that I've enjoyed uh, leaves, especially though with baseball, the way that that one leaves you feeling because it's it's that what is the notion or what is the thing we have, Mike, when a restaurant is in town and you like the restaurant, but you don't always go to the restaurant. You know what I mean? And so you're aware this restaurant exists. You like it. If someone said, what's one of your favorite places? You go, oh, this place. But maybe you haven't been in six months. Then you find out the restaurant closed and you're like, ah, ah, I, ah, I missed out. I could have, I could have done a little bit more. That's the way I feel about the baseball season where it's like, no matter how much you watch, you could probably watch a little bit more. You didn't, you didn't watch every single game, but it was there for you. It was almost there. every single night. Yes. It was there. And so at any moment you knew I could go if I want to and go watch this That's game right. or that it's good game. Having the option. Now, once then we still got the postseason, which is going to be fantastic. I feel like this should be a lot of fun, but. You're right. Once we get through that, then there's just no baseball for a few months, and that's always a sad time. I remember it was last, was it March, when everything closed? Yeah, well... April, March? uh, Yeah, 2020 March. Yeah, that's when it closed. And I remember Waffle House closed. Right. And I said to Kristen, I said, Waffle House is closed. Why do you care? You go once a year. I said, yes. I go once a year. It's usually when I have insomnia, Mm -hmm. and it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, Nothing else is open, and then I just go to Waffle House, sit there, have my breakfast, and take my time. Maybe I go once a year or twice a year, 
but I liked knowing that it was there. It I was know comforting. That, to I me. know this is lost on you, but the Waffle House thing for me is the cup of coffee you get there just because it's in one of those older, thicker coffee mugs that has probably been around since like the Nixon administration. But for whatever reason, you put black coffee in that mug. I'd rather have that over any like, I don't know. You know, roasted I, I can, on the side I can and all buy that you stuff. Those mugs. I know, but I'm going to buy you that for that's your has Christmas no, no, no. gift. No, no, no. It has nothing year. to do with the, the mug. same mug. No, it has nothing to do well, with that. I'll, I'll gently use it. I'll roll around in the yard in the dirt for a little it's while, so it has that, that same that mug flavor. Was that Waffle House? That's what I'm telling you. Like, there's just I'd rather have that than a place that's I'll, like I'll we roast it all on site. I'll have everybody at the counter lick the mug. Yeah, and then I'll give it to you. I need to have someone who's. Somewhere in her name is the word flow, and then I need to have her, like, sweat, brow sweat has dropped in it right as the coffee hits. Because she's been working all over the kitchen and all that other stuff going on there. That's what I, yeah, there's just something about coffee at a Waffle House. It's great. Or when I was a kid, we uh, we didn't have Waffle Houses where I grew up in mm-hmm. Chicago. But anytime we went on summer vacation, drive down to Florida or something, we would stop at Waffle House. Yeah. And I loved Waffle House. Although I don't really love waffles. I eat the eggs and potatoes and stuff like that. Yeah, you get your hash browns. Yes. Yeah, you get them all scrambled and scattered. I like like it over over medium is my egg of choice. Okay. I like to dip dip, dip, dip a piece of toast in my yolk. Sure, sure. And I was so excited and uh, went there. Waitress comes out, has a Band-Aid on her thumb. And there's blood leaking from the Band-Aid, <laughs> which would be God. disgusting in normal times. Uh, yeah. However, her thumb was also in my eggs. Uh. And so she, she put down the eggs in front of me, mm-hmm. and there's a little blood stain oh, on, golly. <laughs> on one of the eggs. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but, but, but I was no. on vacation. No, I was on, no. <laughs> no, I just cut that piece of egg off and ate the rest. <laughs> Hepatitis B has no calories on vacation. I eat the bloody part. Okay, all right, that's still gross. No, no way. That's unacceptable. (laughs) I don't care how old you were. Your parents should have been like, "This vacation's over. We're going home." No, I actually said to my father. I said to my father, "Like, can I I get a new plate of eggs?" And he's like, "We're gonna lose time if you do that." (laughs) Because anytime we were traveling. It was like he had a stopwatch out for us to Why? piss and eat. Why are you sitting in a restaurant then if you're so concerned no, about time? No, he had to get it. He wanted the experience. And so it's like, all right, we're here. Eat as fast as you can. What? Let's go. No. And I've sort of adapted some of that now as an adult where well, I can't uh, leisurely go anywhere. I always have to make great time wherever I'm going. You're zipping to go. I am. I'm zipping zip. to go nowhere, usually, <laughs> to go home and sit on my ass. Oh. Samantha's like, I gotta go pee pee. Hold it! <laughs> Hold it! <laughs> Trying to make good time. Yeah, I've done that sometimes on the weekends too, where I'm like, why am I rushing around? The answer is, I don't know, because I was told I was in a hurry. All I know is this Waffle House, fantastic, no matter what time you go. But the later in the night you go, the better it gets. People watching, the food. Now, there's a time period where it resets. I think after about 4 30 a.m. That's where it goes back to like, we're just at regular Waffle House. At 5 a.m. you go in, it no longer has well, the mysticism. It's, it's truckers getting ready for their day. I'm saying stuff you, like that. you walk into a Waffle House at 4.30 in the afternoon, it's great. You walk into a Waffle House at 2.30 in the morning, 
it may be the best meal you've ever had. There's just something different about it at that point because usually by that point there's been some partying, there's been some other well, stuff for going me, on. I'm just the guy who can't sleep. Okay, that's for, when I go. Yes, but I'm just saying for a lot of people, you go after midnight. Waffle House is better than before midnight. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, I agree. I always have good conversations with the truckers. Oh yeah, yeah, they like to talk to me. They're like, "How's it going there, guy? Who I have nothing in common with? How are you?" And you're like, "Yes, man." Well, who, I, I try and relate to them. What do What are you like, talking oh, about? How many? Women you kill last night <laughs> on the side of the road. Exactly. You have no respect. <laughs> I do have respect. Right the there. joke was right there, dude. <laughs> have some respect for the joke. Right. You ever seen what the truckers do when they go to sleep? Because, you know, I mean, you're out on the road. You're in the middle. Or of- after the cocaine they do to stay awake when they drive. <laughs> Okay, you. I'm going to stay in the left you know, lane so nobody else can go faster than me. I'm a right. trucker guy. That annoys me. I agree. No, when they go to sleep in these truck stops, they'll take the seatbelt, they'll extend it all the way out, and then they'll like wrap it through the door handle and then around the steering wheel and then buckle it in so that if someone tries to like open the door on their rig while they're asleep back in the cab, you know, when they're parked, they will have to open the door and then rip off the steering wheel and No, I had no idea they did that. Yeah, it's like a security thing you oh, have to do because you're trying to make sure, you know, yeah. no one breaks in on you. You don't want them to see the girl you got tied up in the back. Just I'm just teasing. You know what a reefer is? I mean, I know what the no, general no, term no, is. No, it's a refrigerated truck. That's what that's trucker term. Next time you're at a Waffle House, which I know you'll no, be doing I'm not going to do that because that's a poser thing to do. I'm no, sure you do like, that. It's like, hey, you got yourself a reefer out there? Yeah, I'm T-Bone. I go to dirt tracks. I know what it's like. What's your handle on the hey, CB everybody, there? Hey, one, two, twenty, twenty, fat ass hillbilly here. What? <laughs> well, no, man, I'm not a poser. I don't talk to these guys like that. You need to buy yourself a CB radio. And listen in. Yeah, all right. Okay. Find out what's going on. Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit them online at KriegerFord.com. Home of the Krieger Commitment. Best cars. Best people. Peace of mind. Right, let's go quickly. Bengals beat the Jags last night. First half was brutal. Second half was how this team should look, especially against a bad team. Urban was very defeated after the game. And we were talking about this in the 3 o'clock hour. It's one thing before the season to tell yourself, I know I'm in store for some growing pains. We're going to lose some games. I'm mentally prepared for that. But once you get into it, then it's a different story. And it looks like he's struggling with that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, For the Bengals, Joe Burrow yet again makes some great calls offensively. Basically said, hey, this is what we need to run. This is how we need to do it. Thankfully, he's got a coach who listens to him and then... In the game, when you need to make a play, now we can, you know, talk about how he took a sack that was a bad sack to take, but fortunately got bailed out by a dumb penalty by the Jags. But regardless, had another chance to redeem himself, audibled into the right play, made a nice throw. His team made a nice play there. Everyone did their job and then got the field goal to win it. That was that was clutch from him, but it's nice for, I'm sure for Bengals fans, you got to feel really good about Joe Burrow once again making the right call. Yeah, it's bad news for you. Your coach is still stupid. Your quarterback seems to be pretty good. And your team is 3-1. and one, And I've seen some people say, oh, why are the Bengal fans so excited they beat a winless team? All right. They're still learning how to win these games. If the Browns had that first half performance and then narrowly beat the Jacksonville Jaguars at home, then maybe we'll have more panic conversation. But... The Bengals are learning how to win. They're discovering that they're a good team. There's some growing pains, but at least they're winning these games while they're growing. 
Buckeyes getting ready for Rutgers tomorrow. Kick is at 3.30. Catch all the action right here on the fan. C.J. Stroud had a good week of practice. Ryan Day says his shoulder is feeling better, so he will be your starting quarterback tomorrow. Let's do our official score predictions. Earlier, you and I both said Buckeyes win by more than 16. But how much more? I'm going to say 31 to 13. 31 to 13. Just double-checking that math to make sure that's more than 16. It's more than 16, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Stop it. I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with a little higher score on both ends. I'm going to say 38 to 17. There we go. 38. Yeah. To 17. I'm going to say they get some touchdowns going. I'm just going to repeat things. Good. Do that. What's a refrigerated truck called again? Reefer. Reefer. Yeah. The Rundown. The Rundown. Reefer Madness. Mm-hmm. Keep that stuff cool, man. Mm-hmm. The food in the reefer is what I'm talking about. You don't want to get that warm. Jim Harbaugh has a player in the transfer portal. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on Hudson Street at 4th Street. This accident does involve injuries. Traffic is beginning to build over here as they try to get the roadway cleaned up. And you're also going to find some slowdowns on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. About a five-minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Order carryout online and choose Domino's car side delivery. With a two-minute guarantee, Domino's will head to your car less than two minutes after you check in and your order is ready or your next pizza is free. Online orders only. For details and restrictions, visit dominostwominutguarantee.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at manandbone971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, Here's some bad news for you. Oh? So, uh, we've just discovered, we, meaning smart people, Okay. A new comet that has just entered our solar system. All right. Here's where the confusion comes from. This thing is so big, they previously thought it was a dwarf planet. Oh, but it's not. Oh, oh no. It's just a huge comet. By comparison, an average size comet is approximately 10 kilometers in diameter. Okay. All right. It's less than a mile. Well, 10 kilometers isn't, but a kilometer is less than a mile. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm Still stupid. Big. That's Still what big. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hale Bop, which you remember. Mm-hmm. I remember the Hale Bop. People talked comment. about that back in the late 90s. Yeah. Because it was 30 kilometers. Pretty big. Di- that, was, that was big. 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 Hey, how you doing? That Hale Bop. <laughs> That's a big old comet. What there. are you doing there, Hale Bop? <laughs> this thing that they found coming towards us. 160 kilometers that's, in diameter. It's roughly 100 miles. That's your big boy right there. That is your big boy. That's called, I like to call that one an Mbop comet. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a Hanson comet right that's, there. That's right. They're thinking that this is going to brush past Saturn and oh. is, is no direct threat to us. But they do want you to know this thing is so big, if it did hit us, it would pretty much instantly vaporize everything on this planet. <laughs> That's how big this comet is. Well, it's nice to know that's out there, just as a possibility. And it's going to be in the neighborhood, right? in space terms. Right. That's like them saying, now, we found out there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex roaming around 
Zanesville. It's not out in the fields. It's not hurting anybody. It's just damaging some crops right now. From all we can tell, the Tyrannosaurus Rex does not like housing developments, but if it came into your housing development, you're all dead. It will kill every one of you. And then you're supposed to just go about your day and be like, oh, great, I guess I guess that won't happen, but it could. Like, I don't, I don't know how to process this information that a giant comet that would vaporize Here, life. Here's how you process it. There's nothing you can do about it. That's right. So don't let it yeah. bother you. Well, no, I, I watched a movie where Bruce Willis can do something about There's it. There's nothing you can do about it. Depending on he if can't get do on anything it. about this size gotta, comet. Got to get on it. Well, we need more Bruce Willis's. Apparently, need more time. Need to get. We need to get on top of it. Figure out where this thing's going. I don't know why, but I, I always felt the need to pick a side. What do you mean? Like I did not like Armageddon. I was staunchly in favor of Deep Impact. I enjoyed Deep Impact a lot. <laughs> Armageddon, get the hell out of here. Why not? Well, oh, oh, you meant because they both came okay. out at the same time. You roughly. had to pick one of those movies. To yeah, like. it's like I I, I'm not going to like two Comet movies. Get out of here. You didn't like the fact there was an Aerosmith song in one of them. I mean, I could just listen to the Aerosmith song, right? But it wouldn't have as much meaning because it's not tied to the story. What was the song? I don't, don't want to close my. Thing? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to close my eyes. You need to sing more. Nope. No, thank you. No one wants that. Because I miss you, babe, and I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> Even when I need you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst Aerosmith impression. I mean, I applaud you for trying. But that's the worst. I'm trying. Can I also ask this question? And maybe there's a simple answer. Maybe none of us know it, but it's still simple. Is there a difference between a comet and an asteroid? Because I would have thought this would be an asteroid. That's a giant. I mean, comet. When I hear comet, I think like teeny tiny little thing shooting through the sky. Well, they're usually pretty tiny. I don't think, you know, half a Rhode Island coming at you. I don't think that. That's why this is such a big deal. It's a super comet. Or is it like a tiny asteroid? And if we knew how big asteroids were, this wouldn't be a deal. There's there's probably a difference. You and I are too stupid to understand. Space rocks? Is there a big difference between space rock flying through I, the air? I don't know. I'm Clearly. sure someone will tell us. I'd like it if the song's there. We go. Liv was in this movie, right? Liv Tyler? Yep, yep, sure was. She had a couple minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of minutes for some people. Alive? <laughs> I know she's alive, but yeah, you know what I mean. Alive. Is she let's doing what, things? Let's see what's up with Liv Tyler. I have not thought about her in a while. With, when she was in that video with Alicia Silverstone, I would have wanted them to go at it. Why is that not surprising? I, don't, I think so did Steve. <laughs> oh, has he got a little of that thing going on? I don't know. I'm just okay. saying. I hold on. And I don't want to miss a thing. I don't think I could be in a music video where my like teenage daughter mm-hmm. yeah. is providing erotica. That would make me uncomfortable. She's acting. So what? erotica. She is providing erotica. Ah, you're just you're moving. It's a story. It's yeah, context. Right. Okay, I'll Liv- remind you of that when Viv's 16 years old and stripping on the lawn right in front of you. <laughs> wow, well, she's just method acting. That's a, little, she's that's a little different. No, she's just into her emotions. She's telling a story. Liv Tyler 
is uh, 44 years young. Is that it? 44? Yeah. I thought she was That's older right. than that. Well, she was born in 1977. She's in your generation. Whatever generation that is. Anyway, she's doing great. She uh, was married to Royston Langdon. Oh, that you know what? I, I stand corrected. That's the whitest name I've ever heard. Uh, he was the is the lead singer and bassist of the English American glam rock band Space Hog. Okay, he's from Leeds, so Leeds United. There you go. I don't know. Maybe that's his favorite team. Maybe he doesn't care about soccer. Anyway, Royston Langdon and her met and married in 2003, divorced in 2008. She's now with David Gardner. They've been together since 2014. Let him live. And I wasn't saying that just because her name's Liv Tyler. Royston Langdon mm-hmm. wrote one of my top 10 songs of all time. Oh. In the meantime. Are you familiar with this? Don't know the song off we the We don't title. have it in our system. Maybe Teddy can find it. It's my ringtone. You've heard my ringtone oh, on my phone. That's This guy wrote that yes, song? Yes, he wrote In the Meantime. What a random thing that I just found whoever she used to be married to. Royston and I thought his name Langdon. was fun. And that, that's your ringtone. Space Hog. One hit wonder. Space Hog. That's not uh, Space Lord Mother. No, mother. That's, that's different. Monster Magnet. That's Monster Magnet. That's right. I'm waiting, Ted. This is In the Meantime. Okay. You'll... you'll all right, you know what? I'm going to do this story while this plays in the background. All right, go ahead. Jim Harbaugh has a player in the transfer portal. It is offensive lineman Nolan, Langdon. No, nope. Nolan Rumler. Oh. He's played a handful of snaps. He was a four-star recruit for the 2019 class, but he's told Jim Harbaugh to go to hell. Oh, well, why don't they start the song here? Everyone knows this song. Royston... Langdon. You know what? I'm going to say he's an idiot for not starting his song off at this point. Who wanted all that before it? What a waste of time that was. I had no idea Liv Tyler was married to this guy. Space Hog? Is that his? Is that this band? Yes, that's a band. Is this him singing? I think so. You think she referred to his member as the Space Hog? Be disappointed. Time to unleash the Space Hog! <laughs> And he just walks in the room going like... Uh, I have a video of uh, me and my daughter when she was about one years old. One years old? One year old. One one year old, yeah. Dancing to this song on my phone. Oh, how sweet. I may post it later for you. That's great. Uh, Anyway. Any any videos of Liv Tyler on the phone? I wish I did. Okay. Show her my space hog. Maybe that's why they got divorced. Because he just walked around. He's like, it's our anniversary, honey. Leeds is on the telly. Would you like to touch my space hog? It's Christmas morning. Give it a rest. (laughs) I can't help it when I was born. It's birthday time. Come on. And she's like, divorce instantly. Here's your gift, Uh, you (laughs) a-hole. Get out of here, space hog. Tool of the week is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good evening. Watch out for an accident on Hudson Street at 4th Street. This accident does involve injuries. They are working to get this one cleaned up. Please be careful over here and plan on some slowdowns. Also going to find slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Traffic is still building there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Order carryout online and choose Domino's car side delivery with a two-minute guarantee. Domino's will head to your car less than two minutes after you check in and your order is ready or your next pizza is free. Online orders only. For details and restrictions, visit Domino's2MinuteGuarantee.com. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lion's Den. Best tool this week. It's a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, located at Easton Gateway or ConradsOSU.com. Are you ready? I've got my space hog ready to go, Mike. Me too. Stephen Dunham says, my guys. Tell them about it, JoJo. My tool of the week is my boss, Trevor Sabo, for doing a positive tool of the week last week. And he says, I'll probably get fired for this one. Oh, no. Don't I can't do believe that. Trevor Sabo is a boss of anyone. But yeah. He is. Tweets us from time to time. Well, here's one from Trevor Sabo. Okay. He's, he's next on our list. Oh, okay. And he says, my guys. You need a Hummer? My tool of the week is the Cruz Azul fan who wore crew gear to be able to sit in the Nordeki. Nordeka. I was happy to see your face after our second goal, and your tears were delicious. Go to hell. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Heike Mikey says, my guys. Ain't nobody got time for that. My tool of the week is Matt Nagy for asking all of his offensive players for suggestions. I get that you don't have a clue, but these guys are looking up to you for answers. Hashtag offensive mastermind. Hashtag look at him. Hashtag fire Nagy. <laughs> That's good. Soupy Levi says, my guys, you're doing God's work. My tool of the week slash tool of forever is John's mom and Muggsy's leaper. Uh huh. That's a whole level of affection I didn't need to know existed. Even a professional artificial inseminator would think that's gross. Well, they're just doing it for work. I mean, this this was a hobby for John's mom. John, mm-hmm. tell your mom to stop being weird with that dog, John. Guy Crawford says, my guys. Let him live. My tool of the week is a co-worker of mine who's a flat earther and believes in chemtrails. He's an aircraft mechanic. Oh, great. And mm-hmm. regularly flies around the world and argues oh. with pilots about the curvature of the earth they see. Could you imagine some goober no. coming up into the cockpit and being like, I just want you to know the curvature of the earth that you're seeing that's because the glass is curved that we're looking out of. As the pilot's like, is that so? I've put in coordinates that involve the curvature of the Earth, but you tell me how I'm wrong for flying where I'm flying. Donald J.W. says, my guys. Kicker! The kicker! My tool of the week is Mike's wife, Kristen. If when Common Man has left a room... And she's never asked, are you going to pet your leaper? She's failed as a wife. Hashtag Buster Screen. Hashtag Boston Market. Buster Screen! Buster Screen! Hey, everybody! Uh, Porterhouse mm-hmm. says, I work at a local steakhouse. That's good. And my tool of the week is the lady who freaked out on my manager for not giving her one of our steak knives to take home with her. What a weird request. What? She then proceeded to steal silverware off a patio table on her way out, cussing the whole time. Who are what, these people? What world do you live in I, that I when don't you know. go to the restaurant, if Give you're just like, knife! 
I really like the silverware here. I'd like to take it home, please. In what world are they just like, oh, yeah, do you want us to throw in some plates, too? In fact, why not take a table and chairs? In fact, if you'd like to just call this restaurant by your name, we'll change the name. You're the customer. You're always right, Karen. Cody Tompkins says, my guys. They're all going to laugh at you. My tool of the week is man and bone for torturing us with Joe West singing slash speaking. I would rather listen to Bjork for 12 hours straight than Cowboy Joe for five minutes. I agree with that. 100%. Yep. Sorry about that, Cody. Uh, David, last name I can't pronounce, says, my tool of the week is myself. I'm a Jags fan from Columbus and went to the game last night. I had some adult beverages was belligerently rubbing it in all night in Bengals fans' faces in the mm. first half. Then I had to eat it when we blew it in the second half. That's too bad, David. I don't know if I'd just be rubbing it in people's faces if I were a Jags fan, though, right? No. I'd be like, hey, ready to hold on for dear life. We've lost 18 straight, but now, Bengals fans, ha-ha, you're going to break that streak. Maybe just wait until it's broken. Vinny Mustachio says... My guys. I got bronchitis. My tool of the week are the fan IT guys for giving common man faulty equipment yesterday. It was just yesterday, Mike. It wasn't. It's every day. <laughs> Even though I was entertained watching him get irrationally angry on fan TV. <laughs> it's a new building, so there's no excuse. Go to IT hell. Mm. Well, it's an old building with a new well, they, built, they built new stuff in the old yes, building. Yes, but all That's they did they was did. just cover up all the old wires and leave the asbestos <laughs> for us to breathe. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, at least we know the building won't catch on fire. Or or it will. Eric B. says, my guys. Vicky the Punchline Donkey on Cool 97.1. My tool of the week goes to my fiance. She complains nonstop when I put the show on during our road trips because it interrupts her jam session. Jam. Jam. She needs to embrace the stupid and look forward to it. Well, the good news, Eric B., we're playing more music now on the show than we yes. ever have before. I mean, the last second was pretty much all music. Tell, tell Aerosmith and Space Hog. <laughs> tell your fiance to make requests and we'll start playing them. Uh, Jack <laughs> says, shimmer, shammer, shimmer, shammer. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, boy. <laughs> he says the listeners are not requesting sound bites. We're just saying them to you like we used to on the phone during this segment. Common man is my tool. Hey, you know what? You got to just take that. He makes a good point. I, I will just take it. Yeah, that's fine. John Berger says, my guys, absolute drunken orgies. My tool of the week is NASCAR for taking the Xfinity race series series race away from mid Ohio next year. And replacing it with the truck series a week after the IndyCar race. Hashtag garbage. Great band. But I agree. I would I would like to see the Xfinity series here. But the trucks are cool. And I enjoy going to truck races too. And I love Mid-Ohio, so I can't wait to go watch that race. Uh, Josh Frey? Fry? Fry. I'm going with Fry. I'm going with Fry too. Says yeah. my guys. The male doesn't fit into the female. Thank you, Rimmer. My tool is my niece. We went to the WWE pay-per-view on Sunday. My sister won tickets, but I already had some. My sister's seats were ringside, and my niece wouldn't switch seats with me, and it was my birthday. Ooh, doggies, that sucks. That's no good. Mm. No Mm. good there. Yeah. I have another one here from Bub. He says his tool of the week, the guy wearing a brogue kick shirt in front of me at Extreme Rules. We get it. You love Seamus. 
You were losing your mind when he came out during his match. You even did the bar sign and stood the whole time. For God's sake, sit down. I can't see. That's all right. It's uh, it's a big fan there, but you got to be respectful of everybody else in the building. I agree. Uh, Epitome of Stupidity podcast mm-hmm. says, my guys. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. You suck. My tool of the week and a lot of other weeks, apparently, is Panama Ted. Make the radio broadcast sync with the TV broadcast, please. I want to hear Big Daddy Paul and Jim and not whatever schmo is on TV. I realize this is out of your hands, but make it happen. All right, at least he acknowledges it's out of Ted's hands. Yeah, I'll just make that happen. Make it happen. You're, Snap you're my by fingers. the controls He's over the there, running aren't you? the football yeah. game. Yeah, I know what your cable system or satellite provider or streaming service is, so I can time that up for you. Mm, doesn't sound like you're taking it, Ted. Sounds like what needs to happen is when Big Daddy Paul Keels goes, Welcome to the Ohio State football broadcast. You just need to be like, Whoa, hold on. Gotta get AT&T on the line. Okay. Gotta get YouTube TV going. Let's get a little spectrum in here. All right. Now you can go, Paul. Go ahead. Or I think I you actually have to talk quicker. Oh, whatever. Who cares? A um, lot of good ones. Well, that just... Okay, we're done. Let me see. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Spoopy Levi, who had the John's Mom and Muggsy's... Spoopy Levi... It's a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, located at Eastern Gateway or ConradsOSU.com. I met Steven Tyler in an elevator. That was good. I'm glad you added in the gang shouting. <laughs> glad you contributed in that way, not with the actual singing. My mother and I were in an elevator with Steven Tyler. And she inspired she this just, song. That's she right. Like, she said, son, step aside. Cover your eyes if you must. Or watch some beautiful lovemaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, Bone Man, you are looking live. Actually, you're not. I'm looking live <laughs> out at the Dublin Jerome football facility where the Celts are going to take on Marysville tonight. How you guys doing? Oh, great. I'm going to be listening to the game now that I know you're on the play-by-play. Well, you better. I mean, you live in the area. You should be supporting these guys. Come oh, on. Oh, yeah. This is kind of like... athletics. I pay taxes. I'm in the school district. I, I support do. them. I pay yeah. taxes for the other school district, for what it's worth. Taxes so against right. taxes. This, this, this is, is man, man and bone versus bowl. bone. This, this is, is man, man and bone bowl bone right tonight. here. Yeah, it's the bowl. Let's go. go, Marysville. Let's go, Monarchs. Let's get it you done. You got Gabe Powers. The Monarchs are here. The yeah. Celts are here. It's going to be a good game tonight. Five and zero versus five and one. I'm I'm excited. I think Tyvis Powell is on his way. I don't know if he's going to make it for the start of the Buckeye show, but he might just walk in middle of the first segment and throw the headset on. I like how you said. I think he's on his way. 
I'm sure he's on his way. If he doesn't, you can hear Tim have live diarrhea during the football (laughs) game tonight. He's Tyvis is technically not on the schedule to do the Buckeye show. He's on the schedule to do high school football. He will be here in ample time for that. I was saying, I was texting with him. He was like, oh, man, I'm up at the Cheesecake Factory right now. Maybe I'll get there at 6.05 or 6.10 or whatnot. He's like, was I supposed to be there for the show? I'm like, I don't know. So I looked at the schedule. No, you're not. You can't even do a half hour by yourself. No, I can. I said, don't rush. Enjoy right. the Cheesecake Factory. Just bring me a slice, and we'll be good. What's your go-to cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory? Oh, I uh, I really, I like the original. I also like anything that's flavored lemon. So if you give me lemon-flavored anything, I'm good. They used to have like an anniversary cheesecake, which was half cheesecake and half chocolate cake, and it was delicious. Ooh, I'd go for that. It sounds awesome. Of course it's awesome. Would there be a cheesecake combination that wasn't awesome, though? Oh, I'm sure we could come up with, like, pickle cheesecake? Something that would would actually sell dope. Well, I just, you said, is there a combination? Yes, there's one right there. That would be terrible. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight, Timmy? We will have the final walkthrough. We will get our nerves out on the table for this Rutgers matchup tomorrow at 3.30. little quick check-in with Patrick Murphy. Any news and notes, last-minute things with the Buckeyes before tomorrow. And we will get you the fastest football picks in the world. Buckeyes show, top of the hour. Then listen to Timmy call the high school football game of the week right here on The Fan. Back page. Let's do it. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Oh, man, how about some metal news for you? Judas Priest, guitar player for that band, Richie Faulkner, was hospitalized after undergoing a marathon heart operation earlier this week, so we wish him well. He was playing at the Louder Than Life Festival in Louisville this past Sunday, And on stage, his band says he had a major medical heart condition. Oh, no. That, like, manifested while he's playing. Now, believe it or not, he finished out the set, walked off stage and said, I don't feel good. And then they found out he was having a massive heart attack. So he, I mean, in one of the most metal moves ever, he's out there shredding, finishes the set, comes off the set, has the heart attack. Might have been having it while he was playing. Ended up going, getting the surgery, and is recovering now. Uh, Apparently, though, because you hear Judas Priest, you think, well, yeah, a lot of those guys getting up in age. Uh, Richie Faulkner, their guitar player, is only 41 years old. He joined Judas Priest. Not one of the founding members. No, no, he's not. He joined in 2011 after the departure of co-founding guitarist K.K. Downing. He's the youngest member of the band, official member of the band now, by nearly 20 years. But, uh, yeah. Wish him all the best. Hope he uh, continues to recover there, but that's too bad to hear. And are you aware, Mike, that they're working on a sequel to your favorite movie? I saw it today. Mm -hmm. It did not make me happy. Nope. But then again, here's what I've decided to do. Like, I love coming to America. Yeah. I did not see the sequel on purpose because I knew it would just aggravate me. I have no desire to watch it. So in my mind, I didn't see it. It doesn't exist. They can make Gladiator 2, which you're about to tell us. Yeah. I love Gladiator. One of my favorite movies of all time. Needs no sequel. It is perfect on its own. There is no way you can improve upon that story. I choose not to see it. Ridley Scott, the director of that movie, he's 83 years old. He continues to make blockbusters. He's got two movies coming out this year. He has got another movie they are working on uh, about Napoleon coming out soon after that. And then he said 
It's time to get to work on the long-awaited sequel to Gladiator. Long-awaited for some, not for you. Common man, obviously, so not good. If Russell are... Crowe will not be in it, thankfully. No, but Because, spoiler, for a movie that's 21 years old, <laughs> he dies. That's part of the part of the story it's part of the uh, greatness of that movie we were talking about space hog earlier and their song in the meantime i have put on my twitter account the little video of me and my at that time one-year-old daughter dancing to space hog how very if, you, if you'd like to watch it that's great she enjoys the song i know she's so keen about her dad but she enjoys the song <laughs> that's all right good. buckeye show's coming up next high school football at 6 30 tomorrow no Common Man and T-Bone weekend on the radio, but it will be in your podcast feed. So take a look out for that. Our pregame coverage will start tomorrow at 10 a.m. Buckeyes and Rutgers. Kick is at 3.30, and we'll be back here for a reaction Monday. Have a great weekend. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Slowdowns expected on Hudson Street at 4th Street. Still working to get this accident clear out of the roadway. Please be cautious as traffic continues to build in this area. Also going to find some slowdowns on I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. And delays expected on I-71 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect helps your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Get 20% off signs, banners, or posters when you spend $75 or more. Explore what's new at your local Staples. Offer ends on the 2nd. Exclusions apply. Visit staples.com slash sign for Details, Staples Connect. Have a lovely weekend. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. From the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.